0: All right, what is up guys? Welcome back to Pastors After Dark. Today we're gonna be talking all about mental health um, and what that looks like and and how we as Christians should uh, handle that. And so today we have uh, myself, we have just to my right, right? Is that my right? Yeah, my right. We have Ferris. Um, To our right, we have John Travolta. Um, (laughs) That is Shadow, he will be with us soon. Um, And to my my far right, we have Pastor Dusen. Hi, um, hi. All right, guys. First, you want to tell us your role for tonight. Tonight, I am doing the
1: soapbox. So, if at the end you just want to listen to me talk to you and look into these wonderful blue
0: eyes, hang out. <laughs> oh, wow. okay. 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 And uh, Shadow, what do you what do you have going on? Shadow. Shadow. Sh- okay. We're skipping. Dustin Dustin What do you have going on tonight?
2: <laughs> um yeah so tonight i am gatekeeper so twitch or mixer at me with any questions to keep the conversation going uh make sure you at me otherwise i probably won't see it um but i'm streaming and i'm gatekeeping so my brain's gonna be spread thinner than usual so <laughs> i'm gonna do
0: my best the, oh man yeah okay and i will be the host tonight so we know how that goes when that happens um so i'm gonna do my best to, to keep this thing streamlined and, and going forward hope everyone has having a fantastic night uh, hope ken had an awesome stream over there he did uh, praying it up i'm sure he did I, I had it up on this computer but this computer doesn't have audio um so it, it's a weird setup i have here but yes ferris <laughs> you cannot hypnotize us i disagree i believe he can i believe he can okay so um I actually have myself scheduled uh, to, for opening prayer. And, and Sean, thank you for mentioning Kobe. I think we should all actually lift up Kobe and his his family in our prayers yeah, today. Thank like, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. all right, let, let's pray real fast, guys. Go we All right. Father, we, we thank you so much for this day. God, we thank you for everything you're doing for us and you're doing through us, God. You, we thank you for this ministry that you've you've laid out in front of us and and all the people that have come to hang out, to hear your word, to, to hear what the message you have for them. God, we, we lift up uh, we lift up Kobe Bryant to you, God. We lift his his family up to you, God. That during this this loss that that they could see you, Father, that that they would have the peace and and grace that you offer, Lord. I just pray that that you would be with them and with their family and, and all the loved ones and all those hurting today, God. That that somehow they would see you through this this. Tragedy, Father, I pray that you're with each and every person here, God, both on stream and in chat, Lord. That that your message will be heard. Those of us that are struggling with the mental health, mm-hmm. God. Those of us that that are hurting today, God. That that we would feel your peace and we would feel your presence, God. And that that we would we would move forward and know that you truly want what's best for us, God. And and that our situations do not define us, but who we are in your eyes defines who we are, God. And we thank mm-hmm. you for everything you do for us and you continue to do through us, God. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Alright. Okay, guys. So, so first off, we're gonna we're gonna kick off, and I just want to talk about what def- what qualifies as a mental health struggle. Um, so Ferris, I see that uh, Pastor Deuce has his hands full. So, Ferris, do you want to kick us off with that? What what qualifies as a mental health struggles?
1: So, mental health is actually it's a it's a widening and explorative area right now. So, like, if you would have looked at and like. Articles from like 2002 to 2005, you would have seen like mental health issues, right? You'd have seen a lot of ADHD. But you know, I'm specifically in student ministry. And here's what I see a whole lot right now. I see depression. I see loneliness, seclusion. Uh, I see anxiety disorders. I see uh inability like like coping mechanics have just gone like people have these deep weighing emotional struggles that they can't find to escape from so for me when I'm talking about like mental disorders and mental issues it it's some it's it's an internal process that creates uh in you uh a, a weight that is difficult to bear that is, that sometimes seems almost impossible um and some of them can be caused, like my wife had uh, postpartum uh, after both of our children. Our first one was way worse than our second one. And her hormones, like her, her the way her body worked, went completely crazy. Um, and not calling her crazy. Sweetheart, if you're watching, you're not crazy unless you're uh, Well played. But... There, there was a deficiency of what her body could produce to normalize and it created a struggle in her that she could not find hope or joy in anything more than just a few moments and she was drawn back to the anxiousness to the struggle uh, to the depths of, of sadness and depression so uh, it, it's, a, it, it's a continuing widening uh, place here in 2020 uh, and I think we're still trying to wrap our heads around it uh, as Christians and as a church
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And in student ministry, I see the same things uh, that, I, I, and I mean, uh, I've I've actually done kind of series and stuff on on uh, mental issues and and specifically anxiety and depression. And we get, we leave to our small groups and kind of talk about it. And it's just it's it's staggering. I, I guess maybe is a good word. I, what these these kids are dealing with Um, and but it's not just limited to the teenagers today right it's 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 in pretty much all people like all of us are struggling with with some form for the most part of of mental health and maybe we not may not call it that but i mean i think even like our like insecurities that that kind of comes into play a part of of our actual mental health and maybe we don't call it a struggle but we still think about it and affects the way we live our life and the way we we approach life and approach certain situations um so i mean i i think yeah if we're talking mental health struggles i think basically if if you're dealing with something uh whether it be what we call like anxiety or depression or adhd and it's it's affecting the you being able to do life or have a relationship with god i think then we can define it sort of as a struggle um do you send, would you like to add to that um yeah a little bit i I
2: was looking up um this afternoon just kind of some statistics and everything because you know i I know that it's it's becoming more and more prevalent but i didn't know Mm -hmm. you know i wanted to know what those numbers look like and i found uh some reports from from 2019 kind of summarizing 2018 and they say that Uh, They make a distinction between mental health disorders and serious mental illnesses, Um, but it it goes across the wide range of things that we've already been talking about, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorders, PTSD, um, all these different kind of things uh, fall under this umbrella, but man, this is... This is a, a couple numbers that really just kind of blew my mind. One in five, U, this in the U.S. U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. One in five. Wow. Um, one out of 25, so about 4% of the American adult population experiences serious mental illness um, every year. So about 4% of us are dealing with serious mental illness, what's, what medically is classified as serious mental illness. But one out of five is dealing with some form of mental, uh, mental illness. Um, one in six youth aged six. Okay, <laughs> six years old. Wow. Six to 17, one out of six in America experience a mental health disorder each year. Uh, Here's a couple more. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14 and 75% by age 24. It's just these numbers are mind blowing. And then suicide is the second leading cause of death among people age 10 to 34. Wow. So, wow. I mean, these these numbers are are staggering, um, and so it's it's important that we we do have a discussion about this and uh, okay. to just talk about these issues, and because I mean, it's things that obviously. The people we're we're talking with us we go through this stuff I've been very frank on my stream telling my story about an 18-month walk through depression that I had and and I've told that story many times and we can talk about it uh, some tonight but um, I mean it's it no one's no one's above it it's (laughs) it it comes for all of us uh, believers -believers. non-believers there's no like immunity to it so yeah it's it's important that we have these kind of discussions for sure yeah
1: yeah life is hard to pretend otherwise would be ignoring the truth
2: oh yeah
0: right for sure yeah, absolutely
2: it'd be easy to, so. to just ignore and just you know pretend that this isn't something that christians deal with or that people deal with or just ignore it but you can't,
0: you can't right yeah and and i've already kind of seen it mentioned in chat over here too just a little bit is that, that there used to be kind of a consensus of um, just be tough ignore it or, or Christians you know we always like to say just you just pray um, yeah. and I don't think that's bad advice but I think that's poor to be the only advice what, what would you guys say about that would, would just would tell someone they can just pray their way through depression what do you feel how do you feel about that I, um,
1: I, I think it's to the individual um like that—that that single statement, by itself, is you on your own without a community of people around you, and just talking to God will make everything go away. And uh, let's be completely true here: it, God has the power to heal anything and everything at any moment of the day. But He designed us to be creatures of community and to experience moments of connection that are found through vulnerability um anytime that you say like pray it away uh i think that you're just going i just turned my volume up Sir jazz real (laughs) um anytime that you do that I think that you are removing part of God's design for the church for the way that he created us um, to say, just, Hey, uh, you don't need medication. You don't need to go seek help. You don't need to talk about it. Just pray it and it goes away. I think you're, you're, you're reducing the way that God created his body. Like, right. We are creatures meant to have community. God did not create Adam by himself. He gave him Eve, right? The, the beauty of the church in Acts 2 is when it says that they go and sell, sold all that they had and they shared everything, which means victories and struggles. One of my favorite professors who's also a believer lives here in Houston. Her name is Bernay Brown. And she has an amazing Ted talk on vulnerability that people live healthier lives when they're able to find a group of people that they can be raw and open with that they can share their struggles and be able to walk through things with together because having somebody walk hand in hand through a difficult moment helps us be able to find more success and victory in that than trying to do it by ourselves. The longer we stay in seclusion, honestly, I think, I think, like for me, my personal struggle struggle has been when I've stayed in seclusion, I've actually trusted God less <laughs> because, hey, I'm a pastor. I'm a professional Christian guy. I shouldn't be depressed. I shouldn't have struggles. I shouldn't, man, if somebody found out that I'm weak, they're not going to trust me. They're not going to let me lead. They're not going to give me position. There's so much fear attached to this. So when they say, just believe more, pray about it more, and you'll get over with it. I think you are, like I said, like I've said multiple times, I think you are reducing the way that God created us to be able to experience him and the community that he gives us with believers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. That's a, that's a great way to put it too. Um, I, I think like part of it too, I think about if you if your only advice to someone is just pray and obviously we know that that god can heal all things that god is capable um, to heal all things he's all powerful there's nothing beyond him but let's say for a moment someone prays and they honestly earnestly pray and god doesn't take it away now they're left with two different options Hmm. one either they didn't pray hard enough they didn't have enough faith so now again it's back on them or two god wasn't listening and and so i think that sometimes like you're saying god wants us to be in community and sometimes our struggles are to push us into community but i I think like whenever we just tell someone like oh pray just pray it away just pray it away just pray it away right if the prayer doesn't work they're then left in a season of doubt do you know what i mean
3: right yeah yeah
0: Yeah. whereas i think that when like god is capable of healing all things but i also think that god designed communities like you said and he designed I think modern medicine and he designed other ways that we in creation as humans can help one another and that we can be there for one another and and I, that's one of these I just don't I don't know I think anytime we tell someone that's dealing with something like that to just pray that once that prayer is not answered they're left in a season like oh it must be me it must be me I did something wrong Yeah, and therefore can lead you further into depression further into anxiety not even God is listening to me you know like mm. it, it I don't know it's it's putting everything on the person that is struggling when we could be there to offer actual help and offer offer uh, uh, an outlet for their problems offer yeah. an, an outlet for their struggles that we can be a community we can be the hands and feet of jesus like we're called to be and actually love on a brother or sister you know um so yeah i mean i and and i get it and i come from i'm a guy so i come from i don't i don't need help especially with my emotions that's the it's the, the biggest lie culture's ever fed us it, and and what I was actually talking to my wife about it earlier today is that guys are typically pretty bad with our emotions, especially like those yeah. of kind of my generation and, and a little bit older guys. We're really bad because we're taught that if you're tough, you don't let out your emotions, right? That you keep yeah. it all built in and you, you handle it yourself. you you, you got to have that pride to you know, do it yourself. And, and I just I think that's poor advice. I mean, for anyone, doesn't matter how tough you are. There are some battles you aren't meant to fight alone. I would actually say right. most battles aren't meant to be fought alone um so yeah i i don't know i think pray it away yeah one thing it takes you out of community and it singles you out to handle the battle on your own but it can also lead you deeper into that cycle if you don't get the results you expect right and what, what do you think Tyson?
2: yeah i think um people generally say those kind of things with good intentions i mean trying to point people to god you know go to god with this and and everything but it with, with these kind of issues, I mean, like like y'all just articulated, it's it ends up having an adverse effect because of, well, depending on the response to that prayer um, can cause doubt, can cause all these things that y'all are talking about. So I think it's, it, you know, people say it with good intentions, but it, it doesn't. That's not what people necessarily need to hear in that moment. Um, there there's. Things like community. There's things like, um, and really, like something that I've, especially with, when sharing my story and talking with people one-on-one about this, is that it's a process man it it is a long process like it's not a couple weeks it's not a a month of fighting it's you know for some people it's years and years of fighting through this thing and there's good days and there's bad days there's peaks there's valleys um and it's not so much about well, just pray and god will take it away he may eventually I, i mean we don't know but um it's so much more about, uh, about trusting God through the process. Cause man, I can tell you the process is not going to be easy. It's going to be long. It's going to suck. It's going to be hard. It's going to be, man, gut wrenching, but, um, if we will endure until the end, if we'll hold the faith, if we'll stand strong and trust that God, God, I don't know why this is happening. I don't I hate this. this is is not fair. Whatever. We can go to God with that kind of stuff. But for us to just pray, God, I'm struggling with this thing, please take it away. And then if he doesn't take it away in three days, then we lose mm. our faith. All this kind of stuff, man, it's it's dangerous. We have yep. to to be in it and understand that there is there's yeah. a purpose in the pain. Which I, I think is important to realize: there is a purpose in the pain, um, and and God is faithful. Above all, God is yeah. faithful. So.
0: Good words Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, by the way, guys, Pastor Deustin is our gatekeeper tonight, nice. so make sure to tag him in any questions. Um, with that said, Deustin, does Chad, have any questions? Uh,
2: yes. And uh, when you tag me, I'm not on my account. <laughs> tag GMA Ministries. Oh, that, that's what okay. I'm logged into. But, uh,
1: okay. Tag GMA Ministries. Yeah. They, tag they figured GMA it ministry. out. Listen to
2: me. <laughs> they figured it out. Um, okay, cool. Okay. So let me scroll back up. Um, one uh, question from um Let's see from Katsumoto. It was a while back. Um, he said, I'm going to throw this in the ballpark. I've always heard the issue of God is enough to conquer mental health. The factor is there is no faith without work. So you need to work as hard as you pray. What are your views on handling it solidly on a God perspective, which just isn't possible? Um, so uh, okay, so I think kind of the question here is is about the the faith without works sort of thing, um, working towards healing as you're praying. How do we feel about that as it relates to mental health?
3: Mm.
1: Well, okay, so so let, let, let's just for the, for the moment let's take out mm-hmm. any type of uh, uh, medication with works without praying that you have a part in your recovery. Um, I think this goes back to a little bit what I said, like w- we are creatures that are built to have confession, to have fear, to have anxiety, to have worry is a lack of trust. Uh, and then in so doing where a lot of people might like in the conversations, they might just call that sin. Well, you don't trust God enough to take care of that for you. Right. Um, but I think that confession is part of the healing plan that God has many times provided with us, right? like. For example, uh, over over November, December, uh, I was having a lot of struggle with literally the word fear. I was reading through Proverbs 14, and three times in Proverbs 14, it, it says, like, fear God, right? But every time that you see the word fear God, there's this, like, strange reaction to fear like it's not cowering it's confidence right and then i did a little bit more study on fear that like what i was fearing in my personal life was what was actually controlling me was driving my actions my decisions and leading me to a place of possible depression because what I was doing is I was getting more worked up and worked up and worked up over the fact that I could not overcome these fears. And it wasn't until I went and sat down in front of a brother and he walked me through what those fears really meant for me. Uh, And for me, it was control. Uh, And control is a long-lasting theme in my life. Uh, Without control, I, like, I get into these spells of depression. So if you're if you're a friend of mine on Facebook or Instagram, go back through those. Uh, you'll see my like my weight roller coaster. Anytime my weight goes up, uh, my depression is kicking in hard because what I'm not doing is I'm not going out and and seeking the help. Like I'm not working to get healed. I'm just mm-hmm. sitting in my home, hoping that it gets better. I'm trying to handle that myself, trying to make the next best decision that I can, thinking right. that the next best decision that I can make is going to fix everything, but then when it fails or it doesn't succeed in the way that I want it to, it's literally another crushing blow that pushes me down into a depth that I find difficulty in escaping from so like the whole faith without works thing I I definitely believe that there's a part to it like we have to be active in our recovery or in our growth despite our mental uh, illness that we're struggling with whether it be anxiety depression coping I mean like like even ADHD and schizophrenia Mm -hmm. sometimes put in those those categories but but we do have a responsibility for it Mm But if it's all on us, then you're leaving out God to do something miraculous. Um, And I, I don't think either one is what he designed. He decided us to be in a partnership with him in our growth of pursuing him with everything we have. That would be, like, that's where I would kind of quantify the work part. Like, we have a responsibility to pursue our own health,
0: but we don't have to do it
2: alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I mean, I would definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think... So Faith Without Works is dead. Kind of taking it to that part, I I think that's true. I mean, to an extent, like, say we're battling... I mean, in my own struggles, whenever I'm feeling... Uh, the furthest away from God, whenever I'm feeling the, the most insecure, whenever I, I'm feeling uh, that that sense of loneliness, that sense of depression, like most of the time when I, I reflect on my life more more so my spiritual life, it's because there's a distance between myself and God. And it's not that, you know, the, the, the cliche God hasn't gone anywhere I have, but obviously that's true. Like, and, and I look and I'm not putting in. Um, The the work for say like I'm not in scripture regularly. I'm not in prayer. I'm not I'm trying to fight all my own battles before I take them to God, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and I think to an extent when we're in those situations, if we reflect on where we are spiritually. we're we're probably not pouring in that same amount of time that we were, you know, at at our peak on top of our mountain. Um, And, and I don't know which one comes first, whether it's we get depressed. So we then lean away from God or we start to lean away from God and then depression slips back in. I don't know which affects which, but I do know they seem to happen in unison. Um, And and so I always encourage people when they're at their lowest, I'm like, okay, what are you taking in? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Who are you interacting with? right because all those things what you're pouring into yourself is essentially going to affect how you feel and so when i when i'm feeling my worst i don't even like and i love podcasts um, but sometimes podcasts don't improve my mood even if i'm learning something sometimes turning on worship and listening to some chris tomlin like that gets me going and reminds me who i am in the eyes of god and and sometimes instead of opening up or playing a game instead of launching up Fortnite, i actually open up my bible and just start to read in the, the gospels to see who jesus is and how he affects my life and it is those kind of things. And, and to me, that is sort of the work we're talking about here. Is like, are yeah. we working toward our relationship with God? Because that's going to make the biggest difference. If we're, I mean, we can, we can say we're depressed, we can pray, and then we can walk back out and throw on um, the the music that's not really benefiting us. We can start listening and, and interacting with the people that are bringing us down and it's not helping us, but are we actually trying to grow closer with God? And I think that mm. to me is the biggest difference maker it, is great. what we're, we're putting in with God.
2: So, man something great. that is good something on that that <laughs> you're bringing back memories um <laughs> of when when i walked through this uh some of the times that i grew the most in my relationship with god on paper and in just evidence looks like i was getting so far away from god it was times whenever like i, I mean i was at the at rock bottom. And I, I would I would do the worship music. I love worship music. It's it's my favorite. <laughs> I'm not a big music person, yeah. but man, I listen to worship music all day. I would put it on. I'd have it in my ears. I'd be praying. I'd be reading my Bible. And it was all like it was like I was drowning in the middle of it, like angry, upset, just everything was just blackness. You know, I would go sit in my closet in our inner huh. closet. I would go sit in there and the lights off. I'd sit on a concrete floor in the closet, just crying. And I don't cry <laughs> My my family. Everyone jokes about me being like a robot. Cause I don't, I, I'm like incapable <laughs> of tears. I would cry my eyes out and be angry and be like yelling prayers at God pretty much. And it was mm. like, <sighs> It it, it was like there was there was no there wasn't that that answer that like immediate relief. I didn't get that. But at the same time, I feel like those are sometimes when I grew the most in my relationship with God, Um, because I think about it like with. A relationship with a spouse or something, you know, everything's not always perfect. It's not always sunshine. Sometimes you're upset. Sometimes you fight, sometimes you yell, whatever, but it's whenever you stay committed to each other and you trust each other that it it was like that. It's like, God, I hate this. I can't understand this sucks I I'm done but I trust you <laughs> I trust you <laughs> I'm yeah. totally 100% leaning on you you got to get me through this and the, there wasn't the peace there wasn't the the happiness feeling but something i've tried to teach my kids youth that i interact with and adults is man happiness is circumstantial but joy yeah. is found in christ and whenever we yeah. have that joy inside man even in the darkest pits of my depression the joy never left so there's that <laughs> that's,
1: good. that's good
0: yeah absolutely Awesome. We, we have any, anything else from chat?
2: Um, turning back to see if, if I missed anything, I have some other stuff. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Alan, uh, raised a, a really good question. Um, he said, I think an important part in addressing mental health is also acknowledging how the church used to tof- toss it off as demonic attacks and how damaging that was treated in the past. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a whole big piece of this discussion, I think, that we can kind of offer a perspective on, because, yeah, that is something that, man, I've heard a lot is, well, it's mental illness must be something demonic, you know? Um, Yeah. So they
1: they also, they also like church uses, I mean, churches used to just ignore it, like, right? Like somebody would commit suicide and like there'd just be an acknowledgement of the passing but not of the seriousness of the struggle that he was going through like like suicide's a really interesting thing uh, like middle aged white men are I think the top category of suicides in the country currently yeah. Yeah. Uh, followed by uh, like teens to early 20s uh it's crazy the statistics that we have but the church is church for a long time christianity as uh an organization has ignored the struggles of mental illness for such a long time that we're playing Mm catch-up and people have been hurt by by looking at like my grandfather, who came back from two wars and had PTSD, and I'm hearing stories about how he has purple hearts because he was wounded when he saw his tank platoon blown up right in front of him, right? And he comes back and he becomes an alcoholic because that's the way that he can cope in a moment, right? Like there wasn't a community around him, that people were trying to pour into him. Like it, it, it's it's something that brings me pain. Because of the fact that I now represent an organization that has wounded so many people due to just ignoring the depths of their pain. Like, Christ comes to heal us not just from our sin, but our brokenness. And this world is broken. We experience brokenness uh, from... Children who go through uh, a messy divorce to the death of a family member to PTSD from war, PTSD from something tragic in their life. Like many times we've ignored it and just gone, if you just have Jesus, uh, you know, one, all your sickness is going to be gone. You're going to come back. Everything in your life is going to get better. But what Deuce says is it. Our joy doesn't come from our happenings changing. It's coming because of what our root motivation has changed, right? Like there's something deeper. So we're still walking through those things. We follow Jesus because he's healing us in those things. He's providing us more hope to overcome those difficulties that life presents us daily yeah. and it it just broken my heart to see how many people have walked through the doors of a church and, and sought help and they've been ignored because they're just like hey, i don't believe enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i mean i think it takes it just what we were talking about earlier it it, it, it puts it all on the individual and it leaves people trying to fight a fight they can't fight on their own. And then it makes people feel like there's nowhere they can go for help. Um, and, and I mean, I think there are things like that, that the church has handled poorly in the past. And and I'm pretty excited to see that church today is is changing. Yeah. I mean, it, and, you know, and sometimes that's 100%. not always the best, but but we are seeing and we're taking those issues more seriously. Um, yeah. that, that we're, we're looking and realizing that there are people really hurting and they're really struggling and it's, it's not maybe not an issue with their walk, but it's an issue. They don't have the help they need and that churches are investing in counseling and they're investing in, in Christian therapy and they're investing in, in mental illness and mental struggles. And I mean, I think that's something I love to see today it, and I'm with you, dude, it, it, it sucks to think that there are people that were hurting that could have gotten the help and 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 the problem is is that churches and stuff would just wave it off as as you know not enough faith or not believing enough or or just not being tough enough which is is one of the things that i see reflected in in guys today is uh, some of us are a product of you, you, you have to be tough, right? You just, you have to be tough through everything and man Mm. up and handle it. And that's just, it's horrible advice. I'm sorry. The alpha male syndrome, it needs to die. Yeah, Like we are not above mental health struggles. We are not above showing emotion. We are not above hugging our children and saying, I love you. Okay. I mean, I think that's some of the biggest problems in the home today is fathers thinking they're above love. Right. Um, and i just that's one thing i'm say what you want about millennials but i feel like millennials make great fathers Um, (laughs) and and i I mean for a lot a lot i mean i see that a lot at least in the friends and the people i know um but yeah i mean i I think it's sad that the church handled it that way and i'm excited to see where the church is going now yeah um and and wait a second do we have it's catching up yeah Absolutely. Whoa, whoa, somebody's Wait, showing man.
2: up. Wait, what happened? Oh, hold up. Oh, okay.
0: We have Shadow. We Do have it? a new friend I'm here. here. Hey, get in here. I made oh, it. No.
2: Yay, all right.
0: All right, guys, we, we have Shadow back.
2: I'm kicking Travolta out. I'll get you in here. Right, Shadow,
0: yeah, out of here. <laughs> Bye, Johnny. Oh, you're a giant. Um, So, Shadow, basically, what we've done is we've answered the easy questions and we told them you would answer all the hard ones. Perfect. Give it to me. I'm going to go get a drink while you handle that. Um, I'm ready. (laughs) Lay it all on me. Okay. Okay. Um, So, right now, we're going through questions. We talked about um, what we qualify as a mental health struggle. Um, We talked about the advice of praying away, um, depression, anxiety. Um, And and now we're just kind of taking questions. The most recent question. (laughs) Um, was how do we? Uh, do you mind repeating the question?
2: Um,
4: I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat. Yes. he's also, also working on getting me in.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, all I, right.
2: I just yeah. got you in. Uh, the question was, um, I it was Alan. He said, "I think it's an important. I think an important part in addressing mental health is also acknowledging how the church used to toss it off as demonic attacks and how damaging that was uh, treated in the past."
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I was kind of, I've been listening in a bit while I was getting oh, okay. set up and ready too. So I've, I've been hearing you guys. So don't let me slow the momentum. You can keep going okay. You were in the middle of kind of talking Dr.
0: Heels, I think I don't have anything else. I don't think <laughs> <Is that it? laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah, I remember what I was saying. Like, but I thought I came to an end.
1: Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> perfect. I mean, uh, m- mental difficulty can definitely be like part of a demonic attack, right? Like we have, we have the story of Legion that Jesus cast out into the pigs in the New Testament right like this man is speaking in multiple voices there's difficulty there's a struggle Uh, but to say it's all demon possession or to say it's you know it's either this or it's solely either that Uh, i i think we are downplaying the struggle that sin and the brokenness of this world is real because i mean sometimes our struggles are causes of things that have been done to us or things uh that are that are causes of the choices that we have made and we're trying to accept them and accept ourselves despite our brokenness, and in that we need Christ to restore us and to know that He still loves us. But it's also like we're broken creatures; we got to walk through it. To say it's just demon, uh, I think sometimes can remove the responsibility from where it truly lies. Uh, and, but but definitely, like definitely, don't get me wrong. Definitely, some the enemy will use whatever way he can. Uh, to bring us away from God, uh, I think we just need to be aware of that as the church,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, they definitely don't downplay the attacks of the enemy. I mean, the atta- the enemy is is known for attacking the children of God, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to draw us away for sure. But but even still, don't those people need help from the church? Yeah. Like those that are under attack, yeah. don't they still need help? right and so i think that think the church i think and i'm saying capital c church at this point christians everyone here followers of jesus we should be there to offer help offer whatever advice or community or at least have the numbers on hand to call to get someone help yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so i mean i would say capital c church we got to be out there and, and helping those struggling mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, Deucen, we have. Uh, or did you want to? I don't know. Did you get an answer to answer that, Deucen? Um, not really.
2: But, <laughs> but, but I think <laughs> I was. I was listening to y'all and watching chat, and then Shadow got here. Uh, yeah, but
1: there's a lot in chat today.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, I, I think y'all y'all kind of covered it all. Um, yeah, there is. I mean, it's important to to address the legitimacy of, of demonic attack. I mean, that is a thing that, that there is that element to it. But there's also so much of it that is, is circumstantial based on different things that we've gone through in life. Um, everything is not an attack of the enemy. My, my dad likes to tell me a joke or likes likes to. He always used to tell me a joke when I was a kid. I don't even remember how the joke went. But the punchline was basically that uh, the devil sitting up in a tree crying. He's like, man, everyone's always blaming everything on me. (laughs) Everything's not the devil, you know, that we live in a broken world. There's a lot of stuff that, that just happens. And then we, as humans, we have our chemical makeup. We, we can enter these, uh, these different kinds of mental illnesses based on things that happen to us. Um, and then, and then it's the whole process. Like we were talking about earlier about how we walk through that in, in the process and, um, holding on to, to Jesus, whenever we're basically just being dragged, through manure is <laughs> what it feels like but um that there's a process and 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 we walk through that so that, yeah, that's that's what i would there's
4: say. like there's consequences to our actions right and we can't just blame god for oh man mm-hmm. you know like i did a bunch of drugs and now i'm you know like and now i'm addicted man the devil was really like attacking <laughs> me. you know it's right like, well, no right. you made a choice and there's yeah. actions to those consequences a biblical and spiritual side like yes god does forgive us god loves us but there are also consequences to our actions in this world relationships that might take longer to be restored or possibly not even restored while we're on this earth and so yeah I, i think scripture does a really good job a lot of times of holding things in tension um from things like the sovereignty of god to the free will of man and says yes both of these things exist and i think with this this is another thing where we see yes do we see satan and the enemy Use things that that we have that are broken in us um, to to try to uh, draw our attention. He does it to Jesus, mm. does he not? You know, mm-hmm. he takes him above and goes, "Hey, Jesus, all of this can be yours if you just bow to me." You right. know, like and, and clearly the enemy does do that, but also very clearly Scripture holds that we do just live in a fallen and broken world, yeah. and none of us since since the Garden of Eden have been have had this perfect uh, perfect life and perfect route where we think so clearly that we only follow God. Um, I know we've mentioned here multiple times, Romans one is such a clear passage where we see, um, you know, that when we do not give thanks to God, when we do not honor God as God, even though we know him to be God, that that it darkens our heart and, and our minds become foolish in that way to where it, it's a process. And part of the decision-making that I said of consequences that you and I make on a regular basis to see what are we filling our mind with? What are we doing? And so, uh, I think scripture does a really good job of holding these three things in tandem to where just biologically how we're made, uh, the enemy working as well as the consequences and things that you and I choose to put in our lives regularly, um, becomes what we focus on.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Okay. Uh, we have any more questions we want to hit?
2: Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, Okay. Guitars, uh, just, just said this, um, hope this is on topic. Uh, I, I actually haven't read it. So here we go. About two years back, <laughs> which feels, nice. so I hope so too. We'll see about two years back, which feels so long ago, but the effects still are lasting. I had panic attacks on the daily and it really shook my faith and belief. I think I've recovered from that moment in time, but how does one avoid letting those situations negatively affect your faith? Hmm.
4: Yeah, this is a, a topic I hope I love that we can hopefully keep talking about in the future here with these uh, with our next season, too. But um, faith and doubt are two sides of the same coin. This is something that I love studying yeah. and reminding us about. Faith and doubt are two sides of the same coin. Um, in the book of Matthew, we see uh, Jesus... Um, you, you know, it was a custom in the old, in that time period, for a lot of people to just bow down out of reverence, out of respect for a good teacher, a good moral person, um, not necessarily for God. But only twice do we see in the New Test, in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, uh, that people actually bow down to worship Jesus. One of those two um, is before the resurrection, and the other one is after the resurrection in Matthew 28, um, mm. right before the Great Commission. And with those moments of people actually bowing down and worship Jesus as actually like God, not just bowing beca- out of respect. Um, It says in both of those cases that there was also some in the group that doubted. And Jesus doesn't yeah. dismiss it. Jesus doesn't discredit them and say, oh, you guys can't hear the rest of this part. But he still gives them the Great Commission. He still mm. says, even though yeah. you have doubt, even though you struggle with it, I'm still calling you to the Great Commission. I'm still calling you to go out and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, <laughs> the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so... um. I would hope and pray that if people get anything out of this conversation is that our thoughts, our weakness, our doubts, whatever the cause may be, whether that's from the enemy, uh, from our choices, or from just, um, you know, our biological makeup, does not discredit your faith with God and that God still loves you, still calls you. And, and, uh, and it's, I hope that somewhat starts a good conversation for this, his question, because he said, how do I, because he, he was just asking, how does he not... What, what, was the, what was the actual question again? Sorry, let me, let me look back um, up here. Yeah,
2: uh, how does one avoid letting those situations negatively affect your faith?
4: Yeah. Okay, you cut out a little bit. But yeah, how does one avoid letting these situations negatively affect your faith? Um, I think is, is to remember who God is in your life, right? He is the Lord of all. And to go man even even the worst case regardless of which one of these three that is taking over my life and and uh, is the reason for these bad thoughts god is still sitting on the throne he still sees me he still loves me and god will use this for his good one way or the other i might not be able to see it right now i might not be able to figure out which way god's going to use this but he will and i think that's why god allows us to have it he allowed paul to have a thorn in his flesh you know and and Mm -hmm. paul was able to use that in a positive way we don't know exactly what it was we don't know if it's necessarily mental illness or anything like that but god still allowed him to have that to use that because those things do not discredit our faith um but allows us to be a witness and a testimony to the faith that we have in jesus christ
1: that that question is um That question reminded me of Psalm twenty three, like Mm like just David's words. Psalm twenty three. I'm gonna read it real quick. Um, Go for it. It says this in Psalm twenty three: The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Okay, so David right there is just talking real quick about the preciousness of that relationship that he has, but then then he makes like a hard turn about it, like the this next verse is reference to something that we may not know about. Like it could be when his son died, right? Like it could be this, but this is what it says in verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So to answer that question for me, like how do I keep this from affecting my faith now? is to be like David. God has brought you out of that. It doesn't mean that you still don't remember the valley or that you may not get there again, but David's encouragement is that God was with him, that his truth was with him, like that that the reminder of what God did for him before and what God wants to do for him, like he makes you lie down by still waters. He takes care of you. He's leading you out of the valley to pass for his righteousness. Like, it's really interesting because I really wish I could like dive into David's mind in that verse because there's a reality of suffering that he's referencing here that's deep. The valley of the shadow of death. God, I want to die is what that verse is referring to. But even that emotion, God rescued him out of it. So like, how do, again, how do we keep it from affecting us? I think when we're in the depth... We got to be reminded that God still loves us. Even when the darkness is closing in, that still has to be the thing that we repeat over and over and over. Uh, Like it's still going to affect us, right? Right. Right. Scars still hurt, uh, even when they're healed. But they're healed, and those scars are reminders of that healing that you got to walk through, hopefully.
3: Yeah.
2: That's, that's a great word. Yeah. Um, and really it's, I love that you, you pulled up Psalms cause there's so many Psalms that, mm. that address this, this topic. There's so many, um, the one that, that I always went to whenever I was walking through this was Psalm 42, um, is written by the sons of Korah. And it, it just kind of goes through the whole, roller coaster of human emotions whenever, whenever you're going through depression and stuff. But, um, I want to read just a couple of verses from it that, that really, it kind of just summarize what you just said, Ferris. And, uh, it's something that I, I held on to and almost had to like, force myself to do Uh, Psalm 42 5 says why are you cast down O my soul and why are you disquieted within me dude I've Mm. been there I was what Mm -hmm. what is wrong with you get pick yourself up get out of this but then says hope in God for I shall yet praise him for the help of my countenance Uh, verse 9 says I will say to God my rock why have you forgotten me why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy as with the breaking of my bones my enemies reproach me while they Say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. He says it again. And why are you disquieted within me? Hope is in God for I shall yet praise him the help of my countenance and my God. It's like, dude, you're, you're trying to like talk to yourself and and talk yourself out of it. But the only thing that I could talk to myself and give myself any glimmer of hope was hope in God. He will, he is, he is faithful. He's never forsaken me. He's not going to leave me. I understand that I might not feel that, but I understand that and I could hold on to that. So, and, and there's, Many other examples we could do from the Psalms. It's there, there's so many <laughs> in there where you just see human emotion on display, and
1: um, over yeah. and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So good.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's uh, it, with that. It, I, I would say, uh, to kind of follow up. What you guys just hold on to the victory. Mm-hmm. If you've gotten through and you're on the other side, hold on to the faithfulness of God that got you to that place. Yeah, and he, he's faithful you know through it um but for sure you guys i think nailed it <laughs> i good job, a whole lot to add yeah good job
4: good job team
0: uh, good job team um all right Dustin, any any other for chat uh, i know chat's been, been well going,
2: so. it's not so much a, a question but a comment that alan said a little bit ago that uh, i think is great he said um John 9, 3, which we actually, Thursday night Bible study, we were in this part and we talked about this for a while. John 9, 3 says, uh, well, first off, this is, Well, I'll read from verse one. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Then verse three, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed through him. Um, So, man, he was, uh, Alan said, John nine, three goes along with what Ferris was saying about who is to blame and the danger of placing it solely at the feet of one issue or another. Um, Mm. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times for some reason, and I hate this. And we even talked about this on Thursday. I hate the fact that things like depression, things like anxiety are so often like tied to a lack of faith or a lack of prayer or some sin or something like that. Like, well, man, you must have some unconfessed sin or you just don't have enough faith or you hadn't prayed your way out out of this thing or something like, dude, can we stop that? <laughs> That's yeah. not true. Um, it's just, dude, like we, we don't always understand why things happen. Sometimes, like we said, it could just be because of circumstances or, or it could be an attack of the enemy or whatever, but, um, to, to blame it on one thing or another it is a dangerous thing. We, we just, <sighs> Sometimes maybe it's so that the works of God may be uh, displayed through us. Uh, Maybe so that we'll have that testimony to help us help someone else. I've been able to share my story with a lot of people one-on-one that I've got to meet through stream and all this kind of stuff um, that it's, it's helped. So, you know, we don't know why always, but, but God has a purpose and he's faithful.
0: No, let's go. Uh, Okay.
2: Okay, I'm looking Let's back see. through
0: chat. Okay, yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, guys, if you have any questions at all, you can just at GMA Ministries, um, and and Deustin is looking through all of them, and and we'll we'll tackle them. Finding He's
4: been doing double duty uh, today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on That's, it. I'm on it. Alan said finding fault is less productive than addressing the issue when it comes to mental health. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. It's for true, sure. You know, yeah.
4: and and. In in addressing the issue and combating it, it's funny because like the enemy works in the same way, and always has, you know, when it comes to this, like whether or not he is the one who has caused this, or it's a chemical imbalance, or whatever it may be, he will use that to try to remove us out of the community, remove us out of fellowship with one another, and 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 move us to a place of solitary, because that's that's when we're the weakest, right? That's when we have nothing but our own thoughts that are already being, you know, um, manipulated or, or whatever it may be, you know, like darkened in this way, and and. The way that we can best combat that, you know, like we think of all of these grander things like, man, if I just had more money, man, if I just had a better personality, man, if I was was skinnier, man, if I was more popular, man, if I just had a, a spouse and I was married and kids, then I would really be happy and all of these things funny i was reading a book um on on psychology and i think i told you to share this with you guys but at the end of the book he gets to the they both kind of these non-christians come to the conclusion that like being able to be in community especially something like a christian community where you can be encouraged where you can have fellowship and be with one another is is more what you need like what people think they need versus what actual practical steps that they need like if that person who is struggling and having a hard time jumped right into a relationship if they could just like fast track them to all right now you're married okay now you're you have kids okay now you're like those things would still not satisfy them in the way that they need but rather it's in those small steps to work towards getting back into community in order to get back to just having positive interactions and 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 realizing like man my i know for me some of the hardest like most depressing thoughts i ever struggled with i realized once i was able to kind of voice them out and speak to them I was like, I almost realized almost how silly some of it was in my own mind once I was able to kind of get it out there and let it be known of like, man, here's what I'm really struggling with. Here's what I'm having a hard time with. And um, and I think that that is so crucial as we continue to talk about this, that like we have choices and decisions. We are not prisoners, scripture says, to sin in this world anymore. But we now have freedom in Christ to make decisions to go. I'm going to walk. I'm choosing to follow Christ. I'm going to continue, even though I'm struggling, even though I have doubts. I'm going to make that next step, whether that's going to church, whether that's finding a small group, whether that's hey asking this group, hey, can I come hang out with you guys this weekend, whatever it may be, just one small step at a time. And if you keep going for that 1%, even if it's just one, that's your, your, your goal, your, your resolution is I'm going to do 1% better. Well, yeah, that, that compounds with one another. And after 10 years, yeah. you've grown 10% as a person. I think that's awesome. Houston, do we have anything else? Sorry, I was just kind of... No.
2: No, we don't. We don't. You're good. No. Oh, wait. (laughs) Someone just did it, right? right As he
1: said that. Daisy was asking.
2: Yep, Daisy Cakes. Um. says, okay, as someone who deals with some mental health issues myself, I've seeked out counseling. It's been super helpful, but I have a question. I was once told by a believer that I shouldn't be using any counselor that is not a Christian counselor and in the end, God should be your main counselor i feel like that's counterintuitive and why should it matter where someone seeks help
1: hmm. that's a great question really my question. Uh, my wife is actually currently she's in the other room working on her christian counseling degree uh <laughs> and there you go
4: bring her in ferris
1: know <laughs> we will bring in she's, she's yeah. the expert uh but we we talked about this so i'm i'm just gonna be i'll, I'll just shoot you straight um Here's interesting. If somebody says not this person, only this person, they're limiting what God can do. Sometimes you want you want a third party. Um, but my wife, what, what my wife has been studying, what she's been teaching me is that counseling in the context of health is only focused like it. If it's not a Christian counselor, it's focused on you getting better on your own with the help of another person who is also broken assisting you on your brokenness. There's definitely value in what they can do. There's definitely value in being able to trust somebody and emote and be vulnerable and connected and have community in a place where another person can help you walk through difficulties. Where those moments have, like where my wife was explaining to me where those structures have some deficiencies for the believer is it removes god's part in your healing like jesus came to heal he came to heal not only the sick uh, uh of like broken cuts or sores but like your heart your your mind what you hate about yourself what you fear about this world he came to heal you and and to pursue counseling Void of Christ is to, pers- is to pursue a healing that will not restore you to complete joy. That's my personal op- opinion. But whoever told you that, whoever said you can't go to uh, anybody that's not a Christian counselor, I think is a tomfoolery. The, yeah. the the reality is that if you are brave enough to go and seek help with something that is deep inside of you that you might feel shame or fear over I don't care if it's a homeless man on the bus or if it's a <laughs> professional counselor and the biggest church in the city go for it if you feel like you can if you're growing and you're finding victory in these ability to pursue healing god's going to work it but still give him the glory and still try to connect with him in those moments. I, whoever told you that I want to fight? That's almost <laughs> like that's almost. like in the ring? It's almost like like it's like oh I, I cut my leg off. Okay, hey, uh, there's this doctor here, but he only works on children, and you're an adult. Oh man, this doctor that only works on kids doesn't know anything about me. Like, why would you do that? like? yeah go for it
4: (laughs) yeah and it's silly because it doesn't even mean like just because they're not necessarily a christian counselor doesn't mean that they're not even christian you know like half the time they are christians there's just not a christian resource center (laughs) anywhere for them to actually get a job so they have to just do their practice in the general physical therapy you know but yeah it's it's Like, like Alan kind of said, and I was saying, when we're able to actually confess these things out loud, because I think sometimes we can think, okay, it's just me and God and God's always going to love me. And no matter what I say or think that he knows, I'll be okay. But when you actually have to voice out, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. I'm having a hard time with this idea of popularity. I'm having a hard time finding friends, you know, whatever it may be. You're giving up that freedom that you are holding on to, that security that you think like of that image of your perfect Mm -hmm. self. And you're allowing someone else to hear it and see it and receive it. And you can't help. You can't control how they're going to respond to you. And uh, and I think it's part of the gospel itself of like, man, we don't have all the answers figured out right here. We have to get it out and let it be out there and trust that God's going to use it and develop it. And that's exactly why I think James talks about confess your sins to one another for there is healing in that. So I think that is that is a huge aspect of it. But I totally agree with everything Paris said, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, I definitely agree. And And that's my wife and I both have degrees in Christian counseling. Um, don't come to me. I'm a horrible counselor. But w- w- my <laughs> wife, my wife is the counselor of the bunch. Um, and and I mean our church offers Christian counseling. We also offer classes to become like a Christian counselor. But even through all that, I would still say there is definitely value in in a, a non-Christian or a, a secular counselor. It doesn't mean that they're that a, a Satanist, right? It doesn't mean that <laughs> even that they're atheists. They just may have went to school for psychology and they have a secular degree. Yeah. And they they are doing uh medical counseling i mean i'm a big believer that god gave us modern medicine um to to heal us where we are and and so i mean i don't i don't like the advice only go to a christian counselor now i mean if a christian counselor is an option i don't think it's a bad option i know that christian counselors can be extremely effective but i don't think you have to limit the resources god has put at your disposal because it's not labeled as christian if you know what I mean. Um, so, I mean, I think if you have the opportunity to go to a Christian counselor, then do it. If you have the opportunity to go to a, a, a secular uh, um, counselor or therapist, then then do it. I don't think you could have to limit yourself either way. And and I think I'm just reiterating what these guys yeah. said there. Um, I mainly <laughs> just want to point out the fact I had a degree, but it's cool. Uh, wow. Anyway, moving on. To <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Just the classwork for a couple hours. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, but no, my my wife is actually excellent. That is her calling. Um, I am. I'm a. Uh, I'm I'm not great at it, but. Uh, Pastor Doosan, do you want to? No, I I agree.
2: I agree with all three of you. I, I like what Risto okay. Reborn just said. He said, "I mean, imagine if we only went to Christian doctors for our physical health." Yeah. The yeah, same thing. <laughs> ex- yeah. Exact same thing. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, no, I agree with y'all um i think uh, alan had a comment but shadow already uh answered it uh, about uh confessing our sins to one another that we may be healed um so i think we're caught up on chat let's go hey we've done it we did it it took a while y'all been active Oh, wait, uh, wait, just wait, let me look at Mixer. Oh, Dude, it's like, and with you're that, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> we, oh, I'm all weird.
4: Hold on. Well, that's, okay. That goes without saying.
2: Yeah, I've been weird <laughs> from day one.
4: <laughs> it's just, it fits the theme of your stream, man. You do 80s, you know, 80 yeah. games. There you go. Yeah. Let's see. All right, I'm back. I'm good.
0: Thank you, Reborn. Appreciate all that. Um, You're not back. Okay, now you're back. Oh wait, I'm, I'm not seeing you live I keep forgetting that I'm looking at the Twitch stream and I'm like, uh, there's a delay <laughs> yeah. Never mind, okay, you're back Welcome back Okay, Thank if you. we're Now, Alan just answered Appreciate it I, I don't <laughs> the know The
4: bar's uh, pretty low there, guitar Sorry <laughs> uh,
0: do, do we want to move to the next part? I've I just seen Alan post something I want not sure if a question
2: um he tagged you yeah part of a concern of christian counselors as the sole requirement is it's easy to look over that they can also be wrong when you consider things like conversion therapy oh right (laughs) that's a a whole topic but yeah yeah yeah
4: Yeah. put it in the box
3: (laughs) (laughs) we haven't even covered like
4: what do we do you know like there's a whole other topic i think that could be its own separate show of like when it comes to like medicine you know like Taking medicine versus like you know prayer, anything like that. Like we haven't even covered the like afterwards. We're we're just talking mental health right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have that in the show notes. <laughs> That's yeah, the have, you, have you opened the show notes? <laughs> <Shadow>.
0: <laughs> Giving away section two shadows a surprise. Sorry, <laughs> on a <try laughs> to transition. to no, just yeah. just just to
1: focus a little bit on what what Alan said. Uh, there have definitely been mistakes on on the Christian side of trying to wrap everything up real nice and sane. Uh, like we like, like, like conversion therapy, not getting into the right or wrong though. I have an opinion, but like, like we've made mistakes as Christians, right? Like we've gone, like how we started the stream, pray it away. You don't believe enough, have a little bit more faith, name right. it and claim it. However, however you want to clarify it. um, Like there's, There's definitely places where in the last ten years the church and Christian counseling systems are finally coming along and going, Wow, this is this is something we really need to help people walk through and work Mm -hmm. through. Just like I mean it's a process of sanctification, right? Becoming more like Jesus, process of becoming more like the God who died for us. And that takes a lifetime. To do to overcome the things that we struggle with uh the things that tempt us the things that we retreat back to when we don't trust god um so i i'm, I'm happy where things are going in christian counseling and uh, dealing with mental health issues as believers and i think what we're doing right now which is having open conversations about it helps reduce the fear for people who are currently struggling in these things like if you're in chat right now Join our Discord. We have a prayer and praise. Share with somebody. Like, Be able to talk about it. You're not alone. There are other people in this chat right now who are dealing with mental illness, and maybe they haven't said anything tonight, but they're here, and you're here, and we love you, and I'm yeah. glad that you're talking.
0: Yeah, 100%. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. And I think it goes back to like that, like shedding that image, right? Even, I don't know if you guys covered it. I know it was in the show notes, but like I'm sure you guys have mentioned like just ways that you guys have struggled with different things, you know, and, and have felt your thoughts, you know, going into a dark place or getting, you know, into into just slumps of life in general, you know? And, and I think a lot of times people hold pastors up to like some, they're, they're so godly that they're untouchable, you know, and, and that's not the case. No. At least I, I can speak right. for myself that like yeah. that <laughs> has never been the case. For sure. Yeah,
2: which is which is why like uh, I don't want to keep telling my story or, or referencing it, but you know, uh, like because I've shared it a lot, and when when I was there, it, I, I did feel like it was a little harder for me because there's that expectation, like even though I know and I'll I'll counsel people all the time you know don't be alone don't you know reach out to somebody let me be accountable with you all that kind of stuff whenever it was me it was a lot harder to do that <laughs> to take my own advice yeah. to practice what I preach because yeah. well then well, how are people going to look at me they're going to think less of me whatever and so it's it's that whole thing man and it's those are just that's more of the the cycle that you go through it, it's so much of it it's all in here it is it's that mental mental
1: illness
4: yeah. but if they You know, like doctors make the worst patients. I feel like, (laughs) you know, pastors make the—they're preaching them themselves like 90% of the time. And if that happens to connect with their
0: audience, they're like, "Oh, cool." Um, (laughs) Glad y'all got something out of that. Yeah, I (laughs) read the sermon for me. Glad you heard it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like if you guys ever been up on stage and you said something and you're like, "Wow, God, not not the not the time. Let's let's talk about this later." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: convict me later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've yeah. like stepped on my own toes before, and be like, "Oh, okay, we need uh, to,
1: wow. we need to deal with that <laughs> yeah. a little bit later." <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, we can go ahead and jump into se- section two, and we can come back to some of these questions we have a little bit later. Okay. Um, so the th- the first one is: Is medication acceptable for Christians? Um, There it is Shadow would you like to swing at that one first Oh man first and foremost (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to the deep end I mean I give you the option of one pass (laughs) I believe it's the Ferris, though. go ahead, Ferris. No,
4: um, I'll, I'll start. I'll start the conversation off by saying, you know, I, I believe, you know, like Jeff has kind of mentioned before, that God has given us, uh, you know, modern medicine and people to be able to help with counter imbalances. There, um, do I, I say that with the caveat of there's also the temptation? Then, with just like anything else, it doesn't mean that it's. Sinful to take it doesn't mean it's not sinful to take it. I think it's, it is just what it is. It's medicine. Um, I believe we as humans can take that and lean on it heavily and replace it in our lives for God it Himself as this like this is my healing, this is my cure, mm. be all end all, and and become like in some ways addicted to it and rely on it more than we rely and trust in God. And I know that leaves a lot of room there, but that's where I'll start the conversation uh, at the very least and kind of. Let others be able to speak and I'll kind of jump back in. But go ahead, <laughs> Ferris. What do you think?
1: Uh so so this is really interesting, right? Like the conversation that I hear is you have one side of the medicine, everything, give me more of it. And then on the other side, you might have, well, if you take medicine, you don't really believe that God can do a total healing, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you sit on that extreme, that if you take medication, you shouldn't take it if you have mental illness because you don't trust God to do all the healing, if that's where you sit than anything you partake in in this life as a consumable or to participate in, you might be able to also make the extreme argument that you don't depend on God. Like, right? Like, God can provide anything for us. Like, I'm thirsty right now. He could make my throat not dry. Right? (laughs) Uh, I've got... Uh, like my lower back hurts for like ever for some reason, he could take it away. But like if I tried to go to the doctor and figure out what's wrong, am I not trusting in God to heal me? I, I think that's too extreme. Like God's in this world. He is providing things for healing. So I mean like th- there are cancer patients right who are taking medication that god helped doctors develop so that they can have recovery for my wife who uh after uh our first child like her, like her hormones honestly changed and uh just exposed ourselves like she went on uh some anxiety medication that helped her level out her hormones and we were thankful for it and she leveled out and we even tried to like come off of it but her body had her body had permanently changed because of the birth of our of our first child uh so she partakes in these medications to bring her to a place where she's literally not thinking about how terrible life is all day it's not that she's dependent on them but it, it, it has provided her relief from them, and we see that as God providing that. Uh, even and and we tried to pursue a way out from it because we we still believe that God can have victory and can restore my wife completely, and that's our hope. But but while He's provided this for my wife, we see it as a blessing. Um, but I got to say, with Shadow, like once we elevate it to this is what I need to for my total fulfillment then it's taken place as like, like a God in our lives. This is what brings me joy. This is what brings me happiness. And I think if we use medication as a tool to give God glory and not abuse it, I'm, I mean, he, he gives us the rain, right? He gives us the yeah. sun. He's given us this medication to help us better. Uh, or if you don't believe that, don't put a bandaid on the next time you get cut.
2: Right,
0: <laughs> right. right, exactly. For sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. Like I think I've said many times, I think modern medicine is, is a gift of God he's given us to, to be able to watch out for ourselves. And then sort of like the, the, the boat illustration, that's already been brought up I'm assuming it's the same one, but my pastor tells this, so it, it probably is the same one. Um, but our, our lead pastor is always tells the story of uh, someone out on a boat during the flood. Right. And, and a rescue team comes and they're like, no, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. And, and, and someone else comes. And he's like, no, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. And, and, and like, you know, a third person, fourth person comes. They're like, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. And, and then um, their, their boat sinks and they drown and they get to heaven and their God, they're like, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent like 10 people. You kept sending away the people I sent to save you. Right. And, and I think it's the same. Like, I mean, we can, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, 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 thirsty. God can, God can refill my coffee. It'd be super right. dope. Um, <laughs> right. And, and like, or I could get up and go make my own coffee and, and my, yeah, I mean, like I have pains and I have physical pains and I could sit here and have faith that God's going to heal me, or I could use the resources God has gifted us with that God is that God has given us that God has worked through human beings and modern science to provide medication. Now, um, I, medication can be abused right i mean you can use panic or medic goodness you can use medication to alleviate some pain but you can also use medication to distance you from the world and and make up for things that you should be going to god to heal right like medication can be abused if you're not using it in the means to actually help your situation then you can turn around and abuse that and and use it to replace god um, and so, I mean, I think there's a balance act there. And I think if medication, if, if there's an option to get through it without medication, that's the option we should pursue. But if if medication is necessary to help you through um, your situation and what you're going through, I, I think it's definitely a viable option. And I don't think it's like going against God.
4: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah.
0: And, and again, this is all going to be case by case basis. But for, for the most part, I think medication is fine.
4: Yeah. right. And I think yeah. also it's it, sh- it should go insane with this being on Twitch, being on a platform where most of the people here uh, got connected to us because of gaming directories or just hearing about us. But, you know, that gamer, at least watch Twitch regularly. Like, we know who we are, right? We know yeah. that we can have, a, you know, addictive personalities. We know, you know, how our bodies are. And so um, when thinking about these things, it's always in obedience right through the lens of scriptures that we look at these things we go what are we actually struggling with what are we dealing with and should it be something that we um should it be something that we use yeah right? you
1: know well, well l- l- let me ask a, let me ask a question just for me for you all with this like when when i was you know young so many years ago I'll be a Zoomer. It's fine. Uh, right? Like, the thing that I saw all the time was everybody and their mom and their dog was getting diagnosed with ADHD, right? And that's technically considered a mental illness right now. Right. And, in you know, now we live 15 years later, and there's been some admittance to over-diagnosing ADHD. Um, and this is a little bit of what Ike wrote in the... Uh, mixer chat, but do you think what we're seeing right now in 2020 with like, like the prevalence of mental illness coming at such a forefront, and now it seems like everybody has something, do you think it is people are quickly self-diagnosing uh, too much, or do you think it's like, oh, now we're having a better understanding of our emotions and we're able to actually comprehend what we're walking through, or like, what well, I said a mixture. like, do you think this might be part of, like, Big Pharma trying to convince people that, hey, you're a little sad, here's some happy pills. Take those, and then it creates addiction and then, you know, dependency.
4: Right. No, for sure. I think mm. that's huge. That's a huge aspect of it.
0: As soon as you said happy pills, I thought of the movie Trolls. This is what I get from <laughs> a toddler parent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean that that definitely that plays into it. I seen Alan Ray said uh, some pretty similar over in Twitch. Uh, said medicine's fine for Christians. The pharmaceutical industry is pretty evil in their business model. Um, yeah, like fostering addiction stuff like that. I mean, and that's for sure. And that's that's where I would say that if if there's an option to deal with it is if there's a treatment that does not involve medicine, I think it should be explored. But if medicine is appears to be the only option, then I I, I believe that god did gift us with modern medicine for reasons you know Mm -hmm. um and so i mean i think to an extent it's okay um but it i mean uh, definitely like non non non-medicine options should be explored um yeah yeah Yeah. what what are your thoughts on it pastor duson
2: yeah um well, on that specifically, I, I, wonder about like self-diagnosis and everything, those statistics that I was reading at the beginning of the stream, like, I, I wonder if those are actual confirmed cases and that's not even including self-diagnosis. Um, mm. cause remember, I mean, we were talking about one in five that's have true. mental illness, one yeah. in 25 have serious mental illness. I, I would assume I could go back and look, but I would assume that these are actual, uh, diag like diagnosed by a medical professional, um, right? As opposed to just people diagnosing themselves. I, I have anxiety. I have whatever. Um, <clears throat> like mine, my depression. I I never went to a doctor, so it was it would have been self diagnosis. Um, right. So if you take that, it's already like these big with just the medically diagnosed yeah. cases man there's a much bigger picture in this um so man it, it, it's a huge topic we just have to talk about and i'm glad we are tonight and i'm glad we're having this open conversation um but yeah i i didn't even comment on the
4: whoa something's happening yeah heels i think your mic is uh freaking out a little oh. bit <laughs>
0: does <laughs> Y'all
2: didn't it. hear it, but sorry, stream. I just got a follow alert. <laughs> there was the doom thing. I forgot uh. to turn them <laughs> off again. Sorry. <laughs> um, that totally threw me off. Uh, oh, I, d- yeah. I didn't get to comment at all on, uh, on the, the medicine thing, but, but I'm totally with you guys. Like if there's some emergency, if we're in the, uh, in the ambulance driving to the hospital, we're praying while we're on the way, but we're not just sitting on the side yeah. of the road praying. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're calling 911 help. We need help. We need medical help. And then mm-hmm. we're, we're praying, you know, and that doesn't discount faith. It's just, we have this stuff available to us. Let's use it. God uses these things right. all the time. Um, right. why would we, why would we pray? for each other whenever we're going through like someone someone's going into a surgery or something why would we pray over the surgery if we didn't believe that god could use the the surgeon and and all this kind of stuff um so yeah i mean it it doesn't discount faith and (laughs) having faith doesn't discount medicine they let's use them both why not both like the old commercial working on those stuff. yes why not <laughs> why not <Right>. <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: Deustin when you when, when you said the emergency and call 911 I was literally like wow the next emergency that happens somebody's gonna go fierce. did you call the ambulance I was like no but I prayed for one to arrive
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go
2: yeah same oh, thing oh man exactly
0: yeah same thing okay all right so the, the next the next question okay we've talked kind of about medicine our thoughts on that but now uh, what are some other like positive outlets you guys would recommend if someone is struggling, say they're in chat, maybe they haven't even vocalized their problems. Maybe they have not had a diagnosis, but they're dealing with depression. They're dealing with anxiety. Maybe they're, they're dealing with thoughts of self-harm um, or, or what, what would you recommend to them?
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll kick this one off, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so I'll just kind of share like my little bit of like probably one of the biggest like slumps that I've ever gone through in life was shortly after I got married, which you would think is like the happiest time you're newlyweds, you know? And there was just this like fear that set in me this doubt of like realization of death as like a reality. Like before that, I was always like, oh, "Oh, if I die, I die. Like, who cares? You know, like I'll be with Jesus for the rest of my life. I'll be so happy. And then like, I remember like a weekend of marriage, like laying in bed and being like, oh, my goodness, I cannot die. This woman just moved her whole life to Chicago to be with me and is trusting me to like lead this family and like, like selfishly, I'm like I don't want to go anymore. Like I don't want to be in heaven right now. Like there's, mm-hmm. I have a very real fear. Death had never been more mm-hmm. real to me than in that moment. And and I struggled like Dustin said. Like I was like I'm a pastor though. Like I've said for the last seven years, like death you have no sting. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and now it has a sting and it hurts and it's <laughs> yeah. super real. Um, and uh and and I know for me, right? Like like for that, it's not like okay, I'm gonna run out and go get medication so that I stop thinking about it. But I think one of the very first best steps that we have comes from scripture of of that James passage again, where it's you go and you have a community. And once I like openly was able to share it at at our men's ministry with my community, I realized that like this wasn't an odd feeling that just I was facing, because that's what I thought. But this was a very real reality for a lot of guys when they get married. And they're like, dude, do you think that's bad? Like, wait till you have kids because at least your wife's older. And I'm like, oh, no, don't tell me that. Oh, no. But yeah, I, I would say one of the best positive outlets that you and me have that is absolutely free. You don't need you don't need Medicare. You don't need health insurance is literally just having a group of people who are godly, who are a little bit older than you, who have been walking this life a little bit longer than you, who know you and can pour into you and, are, and have that ability to speak truth into your life and really hear them. Don't just go to them and go ex- wanting to hear what you want to hear, but be open to what they have to say and, and submit yourself to that. Say, God, you've put these people in my life. I submit myself to you. You've allowed me to have these people in my life. Let me seek them for really good advice.
0: Yeah. So that'd be the
4: first one that I'd, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Let's I'd, go.
0: Man, what, I, I don't have anything. Uh, after that, like I, I would agree 1000%. Find someone to talk to. I think like mental illness does the most harm to us whenever we keep it bundled up inside and think we're tough enough to handle it. I think that's when it it is the most detrimental to us is when we refuse to take it to someone who is willing to just talk and willing to help. And I, I mean, who you're going to? Like you said, your men's group. It doesn't have to be a a, a psychiatric professional. It could be a, an elder at your church. It could be a friend, a family member, someone that you trust and is close enough that you can pour out your feelings to, and they can help you find the help you need. Um, I, I just I my one advice is don't keep it inside, and don't yeah. think that you can. You are going to be able to handle it. I mean, we have, you know, we have, you know, 30 something people in stream over here and we have so many in mixer. I know not everyone's talking and I know there are a lot of people here dealing with it and you don't want to tell someone else, but keeping it bundled up inside is, is too much for you to handle. And that's when it's going to be the most detrimental to you. So I think the first piece of advice is to find someone you can go to. And, and I think even along these lines that we have a care and prayer team, uh, mm-hmm. at, on the GMA discord, hit exclamation mark discord, jump in there and let someone help you through that. Um, yeah. I, I mean it get someone that you can talk to and that you can open up with and and that can lead you um maybe to to further help or at least can just be there with you through it and you know you're not in it alone um so yeah i think that would be the first piece you guys uh what do you think ferris uh
1: so i'm not going to reiterate what you all said even though ditto um but <laughs> the pokemon yeah, well, it's very good. I've been trying to catch one in Pokemon Go for six months. Can't find one. That, done, so sure.
4: that quest needs one. Sorry, it's only sidetracked. But. Yeah,
1: sorry. Right. Uh, but back to back to origin. After going and finding a person, or even better, people that you trust to go share with, go find professional help. Mm. Uh, here's a resource. I know that my church specifically has connections with churches and organizations across uh, the Houston area. Area that if you are a person in need of counseling, you can call and be like, hey, this is what's going on. I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to go with. My church will sponsor four sessions. like They will pay for it if you're in the Houston area, especially if you're a, uh, a member. But we are part of a group of churches that provide different types of assistance all over the Houston area. If you, if you need counseling, if you need to talk to somebody, call churches like be fearless in it. when you do be like hey do you all provide any type of christian counseling not just like talking but somebody who might be medically licensed like ask you the worst that they can say is no and then you call the next church and find some help uh but when i found out that my church did this like it 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 changed my mind on what we as believers could do. To go, hey, you know, me, Joe Schmo, suited pastor. I've talked to a lot of students, but I haven't worked through the process of uh, like deep depression, right? Like I know what I said, but I, I, I don't know all the clinical issues that go with it. So I have my limitations. But here's somebody who loves Jesus and then has a degree with it as well. I can hand you off to them, and they're gonna love you with the same intensity that I love you, but give you the help that I'm not I don't have the expertise to to take you to. So yeah. be willing to go get help, right? Like you're sick, you go to the doctor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. When you can't escape that valley of the shadow of death, go find some professional help to lead you to the light.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's super yeah. important what you said there. And we've kind of been talking around it, but I think having a good person or a good community uh points you to two specific things like you're saying here, right? They point you back to God's word. And that points you back to God or they just point you back to God. You know, like there should be that obviously going back into the word, because sometimes I feel like especially if we're a believer or we're struggling with our faith and we don't exactly know where to go in the Bible of like, how do I deal with this? How do I find help? Talking to others who have gone to other people, other pastors and other people who have helped them to go, man, I've been where you've been. And this is a verse that really God used in my life to help me. This is something I'd encourage you to read and study. And that's where you know you have a good friend, a good community. That's why I said I encourage you to someone to be older than you who loves you and is a little bit further in their walk with God than even where you are. Yeah. Houston, what do you have to add yeah um it, it's nice going after all three of you
2: because you kind of hit all the the big things he's like it's not going to tell you you're all wrong yeah. <laughs> so what are y'all thinking you're supposed to keep get it inside guys come yeah, on okay. uh no yeah you absolutely reach out to someone if there's someone that you know and can be open with very very open and raw with, um, that can be accountable with you Man, go to that person. If you're a part of a church, uh, go to your pastor, go to your elders, go to people that you have relationships with there, go to a men's group, a women's group, something like that, where you can have these conversations and be real and open with people. Um, so much of what we're saying is, is about communication, not being alone. Um, that that's like, that's the, the biggest, the biggest trick is to being tricked into you're the only one. No one will understand. Mm. No one will care. Um, all those kind of things, man, that's not true. Uh, like Ferris said too. go to churches, churches have these kind of things in place. Many, many churches do where they have connections. They have resources. They have people who are trained. They can point you in the right direction. They can help you, um, find professional help. Don't, don't keep this to yourself it's it's no matter what what form of mental illness no matter what the battle is that you're facing you're not alone don't try to fight it in in your own strength um it's it's claimed way too many people don't do it alone find someone to help you um yeah (laughs) man let me let me tell a very very short story um my second day, my second day being full time at the church, uh, my lead pastor was out on a ministry thing. I don't even know where he was, but he wasn't there at all that day. And a guy uh, much older than me, I mean, he's probably probably in his 60s, uh, came up, he's banging on the door I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? I'm still trying to figure out, you know, I've been a part of the church for a few years, but um, this is my second day there at the office, like on a Tuesday, it's quiet, quiet morning and then bang bang, bang. Some guys banging on the door and I go up and immediately first thing out of his mouth is I'm going to kill myself. Whoa. Wow. (laughs) So come in. Let's talk. And I spent, I don't even remember how much time with this guy, but we sat down, got a cup of coffee, talked over this stuff. And I mean, he's hysterical, you know, I mean, it's, he was, this was his last ditch effort kind of thing. And so we, we sit down, we have this long conversation. I'm pointing him to Jesus. I'm giving him hope. I'm praying with him. We're talking about things. And at that point I had never gone through depression. I I had never dealt with any of these kind of things. I I didn't feel prepared, but I was an ear. I was someone who could listen listen, who could genuinely care, who could empathize with him, who could talk with him and who could give him some hope because we know the source of hope. We know who to point him to. So I was able to do that, have that conversation with him. And I've seen him again many times since then. So that's good. <laughs> that's great. For the I, same I, reason? Mm. No, (laughs) no, not for the same reason. No, 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 no. But I've seen him many more times. Um, uh, He lives very close to the church. Yeah, he's still with us. Uh, But he he lives right around the corner from the church, actually. And so it was the church close to him. And that was, he he wasn't a believer, had no relationship with God, but he thought, man, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm going to a church. Maybe they can help me. Yeah. Go find someone who can help you.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Hmm.
4: Cool. Yeah, Should uh, we do some comments
0: here? Yeah, lot. I'm. I'm looking at a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. As we're gathering those up, I, I did see like Solomon stuff mentioned, like physical health, and I don't know Ferris, uh, you're big on this one too. I, 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 would admit, and I don't know, I don't know which which one affects which, but I always feel the best when I'm I'm being active physically. Um, oh, yeah. and watching what i'm eating and i don't know if i'm doing that because i feel better or if i feel better because i'm doing that i don't know which one leads to which but they uh, again seem to be in unison so i would agree with that uh, physical health affects mental health a lot mm-hmm. yeah uh
1: the uh I, I, this is probably a uh, a terrible thing to do but in legally uh else says that working out gives you endorphins endorphins make you happy so <laughs> here we go work out okay <laughs> look at me bringing in yeah. culture into this conversation look at you bro
2: <laughs> look at you <laughs> um okay so I, i'm Great. reading through everything uh no no one's really added me <laughs> so it's hard to like there's oh, not okay. really questions but uh, th- there's gotcha, a lot of conversation gotcha. um and yeah i mean people are, are kind of all
4: on the same same page, it seems like. I know Alan's been trying to get us to read Ecclesiastes. Uh, for oh, 12, four. Yeah. We're just gonna keep ignoring yeah. that. No, no, no. It's Alan. <laughs> so. right, so, uh, yeah, it's just Alan. Um,
0: I, so I Ecclesiastes four twelve. I, had... I went ahead and looked up when he said it, and then forgot right. I had this tab open. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, now
4: you can share it with the rest of us. Yeah.
0: So it's uh, Ecclesiastes four twelve says though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken um and yeah yes, absolutely. absolutely when we're alone we can be overpowered we can we we are essentially weaker by ourselves and i think that's why we see all throughout scripture, Satan like attacks to the enemy. If we go back to that, he gets people off by themselves. He gets them alone and tries to attack them. And so he will try to seclude you from, from those who love you. But try to try I think that culture and the enemy he tries to convince us that what we're going through needs to be handled by us because uh, we're strong and it'd be weak if we asked for help. He's trying to fight you by yourself. But if you surround yourselves with others like this, a cord of three strands, not easily broken, when we're around other people, we can build each other up and we can, we can help each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuzz. Al- almost bro. Almost oh. like there's a reason God said it, look, which Almost. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a stretch. I, I don't know, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. And so they can Honestly. just
4: make really good music all the time.
0: <laughs> all the time. Great music. Super original music all the time. Yeah. And yeah. fight over carpets. That's Always. Nice. and sh- And chandeliers. Yeah, <laughs> Does anyone sit here seems church even have a chandelier. Ours don't. Yeah. I've always heard that <laughs> argument. We don't have a chandelier. Why we to put I a wish. chandelier? Yeah, we have a gym and an auditorium. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> Hang a
1: disco bucket ball up in there and just call it a, a chandelier. You'll be good. I just yeah. put disco
4: ball light Bro, bulbs you give me in ideas. my in my youth room. Let's go. go. Yeah, I put disco ball light bulbs. You like? They're just light bulbs. You, you put in and then they oh, spin yeah. and they have like the effect. We're doing oh, yeah. like a space theme. <laughs> yeah. So I'm making the youth group into a, like a space <laughs> spaceship. So yeah, that's what's yeah. up. That's cool. All right. But that was it. That we don't got anything else? Um yeah. I don't think honey, so. Daisy
1: King just uh just dropped yeah. one. She says, oh. Is mental health struggles considered the work of the devil? Christians believe, like the devil's work.
4: Yeah, so we kind of covered this earlier. Someone else wanted wanna recap or or I can. You got it. Yeah, go for All it. Right, cool. So, so we kind of covered that when it comes to mental health, that there's a couple. There's there's one of three things that we see Scripture talks about and holds in attention um, without being apologetic about. And so, one of them, yes, very clearly, we see people who are demon possessed, who struggle, who have a hard time um, even even being able to voice what they're feeling or what they're thinking, uh, and we see it as demon possession, and that is the work of the devil. And Scripture and Jesus, you know. Uh, casts out the demons in them and does that. Very clearly, we also see scripture say that that we do live after the Garden of Eden, live in a very fallen and broken world that is messy. And because of that, the effects of our bodies, the effects of uh, the world itself have all been uh, affected by sin in negative ways. And so we can have just naturally born now in a world where we can be chemically imbalanced um we also acknowledge and scripture acknowledges that actions have consequences that there are things mm-hmm. that you and i can choose to do on a regular basis that can move us either further away from god or closer to god um and so those are the three things that that can contribute to or be a factor into mental illness let's go well said
0: so that was, good that was kind of a quick a quick <laughs> nice. recap of yeah it. also so sorry good. my microphone is doing weird things yeah is it did you guys hear it yeah, oh yeah
4: it's just kind of like when you're not talking it's just like going a...
0: yeah it's doing it again yeah i'm not a huge fan of the blue microphone just keep
4: talking rubs. the rest of the yeah or if
0: i just hold it like this it seems to be fine yeah this is normal tired, but i'm not yeah do just you want all of us really to like it, hold it to hold our mic yeah, hold so your here. microphone so it don't look weird
4: okay yeah. we'll just all just eat our mic and talk uh, with you like this, this. This has turned into past. Is this
2: okay, Deustin? Are we okay? Uh, I guess. (laughs) Define okay. (laughs) Uh, That's fine. Okay. I
0: (laughs) I think I think yeah. (laughs) But I'll touch it. It's better. All right. Okay. Backing away. Hey.
4: It's a lot. Start doing it again. Yeah. No. As soon as you backed away. Anytime that like I start talking and then I stop, it's because I hear it and then I'm like, uh, just ignore it. Just ignore it. Wait, wow. what was I saying? Just ignore it. Okay. We're good. Now here's here's a good okay, question. We'll move.
2: Yeah. Don't don't move. Just freeze. Okay. Uh, Frank says, uh, "How does being made in the image of God fit in with your explanation of mental illness?"
1: Well, I think this goes to. Genesis chapter two, right? The, or Genesis chapter three, the, the fall of man, brokenness into this world. Like brokenness is, the, sin is corruptive and destructive. And if you look at like the temptation of what, uh, you know, what the enemy did to Eve, is he twisted things. Many times mental illness is a truth. Of reality when it comes to anxiety and depression. Now there are many other like super valid things like schizophrenia, uh like like that specifically, like I mean you've got other people in your head possibly. Uh like you see Jesus casting out demons, there are legitimate things, but a lot of mental illness that we did that we're confronting right now is a twisting of reality, and that twisting of reality is a temptation to believe those. So, I, I think it fits right in line with like God's creation. He created it perfect, but sin corrupts and we suffer at the consequence of sin.
4: Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I think in Genesis 3, we see the. The disconnect then of being made in the image of God, God made us, right? And he was for all eternity, present, past, and future has been a relational being between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, having perfect unity among each other. And so when he says, let us make man and woman in our image, in, in our image, he's talking that he creates us to be relational. After the fall of Adam and Eve, those, those relationships, the three biggest ones are corrupted. We see okay. relationship between God and man, corrupted. It's not as easy as it once was. We don't just walk in the garden with Jesus anymore. Uh, relationship between um, man and spot, like husband and wife. We see that right afterwards between Adam and Eve of like, well, you made me do it. Well, she made me do it, you know. Um, and then also between man and the rest of creation. Yeah. And and that's huge. You know, like no longer can the man just merely pick the fruit uh, from the tree, but rather, you know, God says as punishment now, is, as you must work the ground and toil and labor in it. Um, And so I think all three of those are are um, an aspect of the fall, the relational aspect that we so desire is then corrupted by sin itself, um, yep. which I think is a leading factor and again, why we struggle with things like loneliness and depression and suicidal thoughts um, very clearly. is because we so long, and we know in our hearts, things aren't the way they're supposed to be. We know in our hearts, we long for relationships uh, with others, and, and we just um, try to fill that void with everything and anything else.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Exactly. And, and, I mean, I think truly... Right, we get Genesis three. We get the fall. We get sin and devastation, and and all, all that entering the world. We have death for the first time. We we have that entering the world, but that's what makes the promise of heaven so appealing. I, I mean, it, it's sort of the darkness and light. Light shows off because of of darkness, right? It looks applicable. It's in in Eden. We were with God, right? We yeah. we Adam and Eve were walking with God, but sin entered the world, and it, it separated them from god but we now have the promise that through jesus we can be reunited with god once again and that'll be in heaven and that'll be where mental illness doesn't exist that'll be where pain and suffering isn't there that's where tears won't be shed but there will be joy and there will be community once again with god our father with jesus that that we will be together again and that's that's i think the the appeal for of heaven for us is that we will one day leave this broken world and we'll be reunited with god forever
4: yeah, and and yep. what like and again when we talk about like having a biblical lens when it comes to deciding does my case of mental illness uh, need me to take medication or not it allows us to keep that when we have what everything you yeah. just said Doctor Heals in its proper mm-hmm. place of like man. The medicine can literally just be that. It's just medicine. It's like mm-hmm. great if this works and it heals me and it helps me to to live a better life that I could God honor God with. Great, but if not, that's okay too because this isn't my home. This isn't the end. This isn't the permanent right. uh, be all and end all. My hope is in the life to come. My hope is in Christ alone, and I think that that right. everything you just said is so important when coming to make those decisions um, on whether or not to take medication.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good wisdom so yep
2: don't look at me on this one i'm clapping for all three (laughs) all
4: right next one we just gotta let deuce and deuce you pick the question you do it i
2: get the next one (laughs) but i don't i don't think there is a next one
0: uh so i got out of that one okay all right um okay so that that's actually i mean we'll move into our, our, final section conclusion, final thoughts. Um, let's we'll work our way across Ferris. Do you want to start us off with it? Or wait, <laughs> wait, 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 I'm sorry. We should let us <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do and okay. start. The there we go. There wait, go. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Final thoughts.
2: Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously like we've talked about tonight, it, this is a big issue. This is something that a lot of people are facing. This is something that us in this very panel have, have faced. Um, mental illness is a very real thing. It's something that I'm glad that the church is starting to step up and look at and take a little more seriously and, and, um, not just react to, but to be a resource in to provide resources for people who are struggling. Um, it's important that we're having this conversation. It's a good thing. And I'm glad that we're being open. We're being real. We're being raw. Uh, and I think such such a huge takeaway from this is uh, kind of what we were saying earlier about if you're struggling, if you're going through this, you're not alone. You're not the only person. Uh, there are so many other people who have gone through similar things or the exact same things. Reach out to yeah. someone that you can talk to. Find professional help. Reach out to churches, ministries, um, people in the church that you can be accountable to, that you can build a relationship with and be very real and raw with don't do this on your own it's it's not worth trying to fight it on your own Um, whenever there are so many resources out there to help So I think that's, that's where I'm going to land on everything and let that be my final message is to encourage anyone who is listening now or later is reach out to someone. And I know it's almost cliche because we hear it so much, but I'm telling you, like I said, in my own story, whenever I walked through it, I did not reach out. I didn't, I'm telling you, please reach out. You don't have to fight this thing on your own.
0: Yeah, that was good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely all right shadow you gonna share your final thoughts
4: yeah i i feel like i'd be remiss when we have like 35 people in here right now and i know i know the majority but i know there's probably some that are watching on, on any of the platforms, um, doesn't just necessarily mean Twitch or we're going to be listening to this afterwards. And I think exactly what Jason says uh, needs to be echoed, but also that reaching out. If you've never committed your life to Christ, there is freedom from that. The one thing that no matter how bad our mental illness is, how bad our depression is, or whatever thoughts that we are struggling with, we still have the freedom and choice to make a decision here today. And God gives us that freedom to be able to make a decision to follow Christ if that is something you long for, that that we all know in our hearts that we are longing for and looking for. And if you've never felt at home, if you've never felt like you've had a community to be able to talk to and people to come to, Christ is saying, my arms are open. I am here. And there is nothing too big for God that he cannot take and handle, that, that people here, at least I know these guys here, myself included, would not be like, oh, dude, you're too broken. You're too messed up. You're too far gone for God. We all right. have a story. We all are being called by God, and we each have our own thorn in the flesh that we've bared at this point, but we don't have to bear it alone. We can bear one, each other, one another's burdens. We can hear each other and find healing and the confessing of our sins to one another. Not that we save each other, because only Christ saves. And it's as easy to join this community as this, to just say, Lord, I believe in you. I accept you as Lord and Savior in my life. I repent of my sins, and God, I want to follow you. And you might not know what all that means and what that looks like and what God's even gonna be calling you to. You have the rest of your life where you can choose to follow God and where we can walk as a community with you to do just that. And hopefully get you plugged into a really good church um, that can then continue to walk with you more in your IRL life as we get to know each other more in our online life. So that's kind of where I wanted to, to land
0: with a bit here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. All right, Ferris, t- to you, my man. Um. Yeah. For, I'm trying to think of like. What
1: I, I, I want to say stuff here that I don't want to say in uh in the soapbox, uh. But for me, it, it, it's realizing that you're not alone. Like right now we have almost 40 people between two platforms watching this right now. Uh, many people have, admit, had admitted, have admitted their own struggles in chat. Thank you so much for being brave enough and being open enough to share that with those who, who may still yet be struggling. Um, but you are not an anomaly. You are not by yourself. You are not the only one going through those things. And many times, it requires the support of another person who's hobbling for two people to be able to get to And just like what Alan's been pushing with Ecclesiastes for, like you need Christ, you need others, you're not alone. Uh, I am the worst at remembering this. I constantly battle with me thinking that I can do it. I don't want to depend on anybody because if I depend on other people, I'm weak and I'm not enough. I don't want to admit my faults because it means that I'm not strong enough. Like there, There's so much inside of me that has a fear of admitting that I just can't that it, it's like a slide down to that valley of the shadow of death. So you're not alone. Be reminded when the enemy is trying to convince you that you're the only one going through this and no one will understand you. That's the largest lie. Other people are going through it and Christ always understands you.
3: For sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. And uh, now it's now it's to me and I, I really 1000% <laughs> everything you guys have said. I mean, know that you guys aren't in it alone. And I know that feelings of anxiety and, and depression and and ptsd and and all of these they have a way of making you think that you're in it alone right they, they have a way of making you think that this is a struggle that only you are dealing with that only you need to handle that you're you've got to you know man up and and i, I said before that i believe the alpha male mentality has to die and it, it's that some fights we're not meant to fight alone and I believe that mental illness has a way of tricking us and making us think that this is a fight we have to handle all on our own, and that's absolutely not true. Find a community of people, like all these other guys have said, find a community of people that you can go to and and that you can you can lay out your problems, that you can lay out advice um and i mean i believe that you can find this community in your local church in in uh elders at your church in in just christians maybe older than you or pastors at your church um i believe that you can find this i, I and I, if you don't know where to start i believe that god mode activated is a fantastic place we yeah. have uh a few pastors here i know shadow and ironheart who's normally on here with us they they lead a team that's a care and prayer team and that's what they do is they're there to be that outlet so you know you're not in it alone and i believe that, that that is a great place to start if you don't know where join the discord let some of these guys help you wherever you're at don't try to fight it alone and and I think that yeah Ike just said some of our are his best fights are fought with family absolutely see if there's family you yeah. can turn to see don't try to fight it alone that's the, that's the main thing yeah I mean again we have you know almost 40 people and I know some of us are, are staying quiet because we don't want to share our struggles but our strength comes in numbers our no. strength comes in, in allowing someone else to be there and to help us. And that one day God will use the situation for you to help someone else. And yeah, I'm just, I, I definitely think we should go somewhere and, and 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 we should go to other people for help. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's our final thoughts. Don't try to fight it by yourself. Um, allow someone to help you. Um, if you're dealing with, with self-harm, I've seen it, it pop up a second, ago. hit exclamation mark, help or scroll up in chat. It was just shared. There's a, there's, somewhere you can go there. I know on Twitch, there's a a group that Darian is a pretty big fan of called heart support and they, they help deal with uh, anxiety and and depression and other mental illness. There are all sorts of resources. So just trying to live and just cope with it isn't really necessary. There are resources that you can turn to and you can get help. So don't try to just tough your way through it, but actually look for help and seek help. And, and I, I really believe that we growing closer to God, brings us out of dark situations that when we move closer to the light, it brings us out of the dark and and not and i think probably the biggest piece of advice is evaluate where you are in your relationship with god if you're here and you just got interested by the topic of mental health but you don't know actually who god is you don't know who jesus is or maybe you've heard the stories but you've never actually followed in pursuit of a relationship with him i would encourage you to look into that see what it means to, to read the bible maybe you've never read start in the book of john read about who jesus was Read about what he did and and his love for you. And I promise that there is freedom found in Jesus. There is freedom found through whatever the battle, whatever the struggle, whatever you're dealing with today, there is freedom found in the name of Jesus. And, And so if you don't have a relationship, if you don't know about this whole Christianity thing, you don't know about religion, if you don't think it's for you, you may think you're too broken, too far gone. You're absolutely not. God loves you and he wants a relationship with you and he wants to free you from the battles that you're in today. So pursue God. And if you don't know what that looks like, jump in Discord. Type in uh, Dr. Hills, find me, and I'll help you. Type in Ferris Storm, he'll help you. Super Shadow, he'll help you. Jump in GMA, we'll help you. That's what we're here for, guys. Not uh, Deuce. So, yeah. Not yeah dude. Sorry, sorry. Don't, sorry, sorry. don't, type in don't search Ducan. for me. He's <laughs> the only one pastor in his name, okay? <laughs> Definitely hit <laughs> up Pastor Deuce. Sorry. Well, this is the only, the only image, uh, the video I'm not seeing here. He had to uh, go up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But for sure guys and, and i know that there's there's at least some, someone here that doesn't know about jesus yeah don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to pursue um yeah anyway that's that's where i'm at huge. <laughs> so yeah i mean uh and now ferris uh ferris, it's time for ferris's soapbox awesome awesome let's go it's... soapbox time
4: soapbox <laughs> You know,
0: were, I got the crowd
4: hyped for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I like that. Hyping the take chat so in Um
1: so in prep tonight, I I didn't want to make too long uh make this too long uh but I wanted to continue with the conversation. Um there's a verse of mine that I really really love. Wait, we're on decent now. He-
2: <laughs> Sorry, i will fix it for <from laughs> You're, you're going to hear <laughs> you talk <laughs> all the There. No, just take a, that.
1: There's a there's a, there's a verse that yeah. I really <laughs> love. Nice. That uh, <laughs> that I that I want to quote here. Uh, on, wait, there we I have so many I have so many tabs open right now. And there we go. All right, here it is. Uh, it's literally talking about our weakness. That we can't do anything without Christ. It's Second Corinthians twelve nine, and this is Paul talking. It says, and he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you my power is perfected in weakness most gladly therefore i will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of christ may dwell in me um i'm just to be honest my weaknesses is pride and control all connected in fear uh i fear not having control When I lose control of things in my life, I try to grab things on and pull them in. But when I tighten my hands around whatever God has put in my life, I find myself losing even more control of them. And then in those moments, I trust God less to do anything with them and try to depend on myself. It's the worst part about being as stupid confident as I am because I'm always thinking I know better. But Paul literally says, that Christ is telling them that Christ is perfected in my weakness. I'm allowed to be imperfect because God is so much more than my imperfections. I'm not okay, but Jesus is. And that's why Paul says, I will rather boast about this so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. When you are perfect and you're pretending and you're putting on this wonderful show that I've got my world. Perfectly aligned and nothing's going wrong with it when you're presenting this facade, this mask, the world that you got it. You're not letting Christ have victory and gain the glory for helping you in those moments of overcoming the weaknesses that we all have. The labels of those weaknesses may be different, but the reality of our brokenness is that it's there. And so many times people walk by other friends or peers in the hallway pretending to not see the cracks in the mask because we're honoring the face that you're putting forward. But I'm I'm tired of that. I'm tired of walking by acting like I have no weaknesses. What that requires of me is vulnerability. It requires The courage to voice my imperfections, my weaknesses, my brokenness, my scars, the abuses that have happened to me, and the things that others, how they affect who I am now. Because when I voice those and bring those to light, they become the apparent weaknesses of me. But in that weakness, Christ's power is made perfect. Because he can overcome the mental scars, the spiritual scars, the physical scars, everything that we have. So that the glory goes to him and what he did in our lives despite our imperfections. And when we hit those valleys of darkness again, we can remember that God is great in our weakness. There's a verse, uh, th- there's a quote that I love from one of my favorites. And it's from C.S. Lewis. He says this, Mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain, but it is more common and also much harder to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden because it is easier to say that my tooth hurts rather than my heart is broken. The reality of depression and anxiety and coping mechanism. Is anything that we cover the issues that we are struggling through? It's because we're afraid to walk up to somebody and say, I'm broken and I need help getting back together. And I can't find the pieces anymore. So be courageous. When your tooth hurts, you go to a dentist. When your heart's broken, you got to go to the one who made it. Bring a friend. Have them hold your hand if need be. But go to the one who made it. And tell him, my heart's broken. I'm weak. And watch what he does. Be hopeful what he does. Seek that help to be healed. And don't pretend anymore. That's my encouragement for all of us here tonight. It's that you be brave enough to admit your brokenness. And let Christ work in your weakness. Let me pray. Father, we just thank you so much for this conversation and everyone that's here, everyone who stopped by for even 30 seconds, Lord, I, I pray that they've hopefully possibly been encouraged by you, and if nothing else, Lord, that whoever's here tonight knows that they are not alone, no matter the lies that they are being told by the world and the enemy, that you are always here ready with open arms to rescue them. And though the journey to to healing may be long and sometimes difficult and a little scary to confront things, Lord, there is healing that's found in you. There's joy that's found in you. And I pray that today, all of us who are here, stop wearing the mask of pretense that everything's okay. and Start being real and start being able to share and be vulnerable with those that love Jesus and those that will also love us and will help us walk closer to Jesus. Lord, I don't want to just say my tooth's sake when my heart is broken because I don't want to ignore the real things that are going on in my life. Because if I do, then that hole just gets deeper and the enemy wins the battle over my heart and my mind. And I, I don't want him to win anything when we can bring glory and praise to you. So God, work in our brokenness. Let your power be made complete so we can give you the glory for the great things that you do in our lives even when we can't see the hope. And I pray ultimately that we get to partake in your victory over the things that we're suffering with. And when we do find victory, your name is the first on our lips. Well, we love you and we thank you. We ask these things in Jesus' name.
4: Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Amen, yeah, dude. Good job, Perry. Killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Slaying the good people wow. with the C.S. Lewis
0: quote. Yeah, love that <laughs> quote. Love some C.S. Lewis. That's good. Oh man, and, and and I love that scripture. Uh, his, his power is made perfect in our weakness. That uh, that that reminder has gotten me through a lot of a lot of tough situations for sure. Oh man. Okay. Um, I I think that's mainly gonna do it. Um, yeah. So let's go through and let everyone know where they can find our pastors at, um, and for. Uh, We'll start over at Pastor Deustin and work our way back down um, to the best beard on the... No, just kidding. Uh, to the, to the beard. <laughs> okay, so Pastor Deustin. Actually, uh, Pastor Deustin is catching up to me in beard. I don't know what is happening dude, here. It's coming in. Uh, you got to talk always about grow. follicles.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Give him a pep talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on.
2: <laughs> no, I'm uh pastor Houston here on Twitch, but I'm, I'm on pretty much any social media outlet that you can find me. It's uh pastor Houston. Always, always spelled the same. Um, I stream basically Friday through Monday. Uh, t- tomorrow night we'll be playing doom. You heard the doom theme. Sorry about that. <laughs> the Ferris, you couldn't hear it, but it was right in the middle of your soapbox. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, over here like ah, oh, dang it uh, great uh, great <laughs> yeah it it just added a little bit a little bit more um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah no anywhere that you uh you're active and you want to connect with me facebook twitter instagram snapchat tiktok now i'm doing my verse of the days on there TikTok. yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I still, I don't scroll. I just post and close. <laughs> it's a little too what about,
1: crazy. What about
2: Byte? Are you on Byte yet? I downloaded Byte and I set what up is, a profile. What, what? I haven't done anything what is with Byte? it yet.
4: Jeff, it's the Get new Vine. Again. It's like a six second thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it's okay. new so Vine. For, yes. the last, for the people who don't have an attention span for TikTok, that TikTok's way too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That's bad. If TikTok's way too long, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. New Vine, I'll check it out. New Vine. <laughs> okay. All right, Shadow. Where can we find you, my dude?
4: Yes. So guys, you can find me twitch.tv slash super shadow. Um, we stream now. I pretty much have a set schedule. Finally, again, we will be live hey, 10 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. So I'm doing now two morning streams on Mondays and Fridays, 10 a.m. Uh on Mondays, motivational Mondays, and then Fridays, we do a talk show called Hear Me Out. Uh, we cover all the news of the week that you guys care about. News Ooh. from tech, movies, games, all that. We have some of these guys on there from time to time. Also, guest hosts of Kenneth In and uh, Mr. Potato. And then uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, i will live at night or like midday from 2 to 6 Pacific time. So what is that central time? Like 4 to four to eight yeah, so then eight. yeah I'm live in the afternoons yeah. there and uh and then we do this sunday night so love to have you guys there i'm doing a new challenge starting tomorrow where if you have 10 minutes a day i'm gonna be trying for my own devotional to record me being in the word in just 10 minutes and with the, that 10 minutes we've plotted out doing the entire bible within one year if we can stick to it so we'd Let's love go. to have you guys come join that we nice. start it tomorrow on youtube youtube same thing just look up super shadow, <laughs> super shadow. Nice.
1: all right ferris Awesome! I'm on every social as Fairstorm, but I don't stream on Twitch. I stream on Mixer, so come hang out with me at Mixer. Uh, we need more Mixer people. Just come hang out with me. It's you know I'm really cool. No joke, literally, guys. You should know this. I was the top Eternal card game. <laughs> Uh, streamer on Mixer nice. mostly because I was the only one yeah. but technically that still counts it okay? counts, I'll give it to that you technically counts, the top yep. Eternal Card Game streamer on Mixer uh, but yeah I, I, do, uh, I do ministry here in Texas, We've been in ministry for almost 10 years uh, but yeah, I'd love for you to come hang out with me I do all types of video games i mostly play fortnite and call of duty and eternal right now but that will change hopefully in like two months when i have my own pc
0: for the first time in like 12 years nice nice okay guys i am dr heels i'm here on twitch i stream monday tuesday friday saturday um i've lately been streaming a lot of tim tim um so if you don't know what that is it is pokemon mmo with more strategic combat I I, I, I end up saying that a lot. Um, But it's actually a really cool game if you haven't checked it out. But I'm streaming a lot of that. Also do a lot of graphic design. Um, I do a lot of video editing, photo editing, stuff like that. So if you're into the creative world, I do two creative streams a week and two gaming scenes a week or streams a week. Also make YouTube videos over at youtube.com slash that bold life. His YouTube um, videos are
1: amazing. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you very much. I actually shoot those live on stream now. So if you want to hang, come hang out as I'm making a YouTube video, I do it on Tuesday nights oh. from 10 PM central time to like one to 2 AM. Um, so I actually shoot and edit those live on stream. So if you want to come hang out uh, with that, everyone's, Thank, thank you guys. Thank you for all the compliments. Um, but yeah, so if you're into the creative stuff, also do that. And we have a lot of fun. And that's more of a, a chill chatting stream. And we make some cool stuff. Uh, also do what do like stream redesigns and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, if that's kind of stuff you're into, let me know. And come hang out. Usually stream late night central time. So like 10 p.m. to like 2 a.m. I shoot for 1 a.m. But I never actually managed to get off at that time. So Anyway, if you want to come hang out, that would be awesome. Um, all right. And so shadow, do you want to talk about, um, yeah.
4: So, um, typically guys, this is the point in the segment. Oh, your mic's doing it again. Uh, let's see here. Sorry. I'm <laughs> just gonna mute
0: myself. Perfect. Thank you.
4: All right. Uh, yeah, guys. So typically this is the point of the show after we do our plugs, everybody's talks about that. Um, and we do our final thoughts is we always give the preview for what next week is. If you guys have questions that you guys want to ask, um, but you don't, or you maybe nervous about it. You don't know if it's a good topic exclamation point pads in the chat, I think uh, allows you to submit your question yep. anonymously. And so typically, what we do is we already have planned out what we're going to do the following week. And we give you guys a little tease of at least what the question is to be thinking about throughout the week. Um, in saying that though, even though this is the highest, I think attendance and viewership that we've had here in the chat, all together, I think, like we said, we've had like over 40 people just consistent can uh, consistently this entire time, which has been really, really awesome uh we want to be able to take a small break uh from pads not it's nothing you guys did it's not anything like that we love doing this show and want to keep doing it more and more but next week there is no show we are going to be taking a small break um that will kind of let you guys know when it's coming back this is just to give a little bit of time to breathe to give these guys an opportunity to, to get their Sunday back, like we said, we're all real pastors. We all work Sundays. And like for me, why I missed the first like 20 minutes of the show, I was still at church until this very moment when I got here <laughs> and jumped in and then did this show with you guys. Um, So we love doing this show and we want to make sure that this break is to help us uh, be able to help produce more content that is of value, not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Um, but rather that we are building up a great community and a great value and a great show for you guys. This show has been like a dream of mine since I started streaming and it's awesome that we get to have the reality of doing it. So I want to take care of these guys um, to make sure that they're being able to spend time with their families as well, uh, do what they need to do in ministry and then be able to come back in a few weeks. Uh, prepared and ready to do it and also just for you guys caring about you guys to create a better value content uh, for the show so Mm. these weeks off trust me we're not just going to be off not doing anything we're going to be talking about um, how to be a better strategic um, you know uh, stream that we can answer questions more we could reach a wider audience and we're going to be doing some other things that i have planned and that i'm going to be talking with these guys about uh, in these off weeks so we're super excited Guys, this has been an amazing first season. So can you guys just thank you, chat. Can you give a hype, an a emo to one something in chat for all these guys? Because they all do this totally for free. We don't take any money through GMA. Nothing like this has nothing to do with our own channels. We just want to yeah. help. People know God and know that they are valued and loved. And so yep. uh just thank you guys. Thank you, Dr. Heels, for everything you've done. He's made these graphics and done everything. Thank you, Ferris Storm. Like this guy has been the champion of like ready to go at a minute's notice. Yeah. Like we've yeah. let him know literally five minutes before the show, like, oh, I'm not gonna make it. So uh can can you Ferris, can you jump in? And this man is always ready. Always um, he yeah. is he is a model of uh one of the greatest compliments I think I could give Deuteronomy six, uh, that the oh, Lord oh, your God you is your one God, you know, and, yeah. and uh, have no other gods before him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and keep these words binded on your hearts to be able to tell others about it as you rise up, as you go to bed, as you sit in your house. And Ferris <laughs> is, is a dude who's proven <laughs> that he has it on his heart. He's always ready to go. Minutes notice. Uh, and then Deustin, who has been like the faithful one to always have the stream ready to go. To always have things going. It's been a rough technical first, like we call this season yeah. zero now. When yeah. we come back, it will be starting season one officially. Uh, so guys, if you have questions please submit them in there we're going to be planning out the next uh season pretty much and so just thank you guys again um for everything you guys have done thank you guys for watching and viewing and keeping us uh giving us an audience to be able to do this with because if it was just the four of us sitting in a room it'd be a ton of fun to just talk about these things <laughs> but knowing and hearing the stories of how these have connected and, and been a blessing for you guys uh it just makes it worth all the more wild of doing it um and we're glad to, to bring god glory in this way so thank you guys all for watching and hanging
0: out guys um, thank you
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, and I do ask Mrs. Hills, just put up in the chat. We are going to have our baby on Friday. So prayers, Ooh, absolutely appreciate yeah. it. Uh, another small same. reason why we're going to take it's a
4: another break. Another small reason bit. why we're taking <laughs> a
0: break, yeah. Because uh, we're going to have an infant and a toddler, and I'm sure that'll be super easy to handle. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my life, <laughs> prayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deuce yeah, over here like, no sweat. <laughs> can,
4: I mean, Come we're going to we're gonna make videos. We're going to do some stuff to kind of let you guys make it really clear and known when we're coming back and when we're going to be doing this again Um, yeah we will uh, like put it all over twitter exclamation point twitter we'll all be retweeting it it'll be a big deal if you're in the discord it'll be known in the discord and so to kind of cover some of this time that we're gone it won't be on Sundays but uh, Kenneth and Cole are going to be doing a show every Tuesday now called agree to disagree Uh, they had their first episode which was really funny Uh, it was on like what's better um story driven games versus like mm or like multiplayer games i think this week they're doing is a hot dog a sandwich i, I don't know <laughs> oh i am show. i am there for that yeah. i'm ready it's Let's absolutely ridiculous about. it's a different flavor it'll be right here on the channel yeah. tuesday night so make sure you guys tune in on that and that's going to kind of overlap a bit uh during our break and then we'll come back with pads uh same time same day um mm-hmm. better content no i'm kidding <laughs> we're gonna be, we're gonna be just good. <laughs> uh so yeah so with that um Yeah, should we pray one last time and then uh, let's do it. And then we'll we'll break. All right. Um do we want to take turns? Should we all should we all pray? Or should I just close this? How should we do this?
0: Go ahead, Shadow. You got it. You you close up. You got it.
4: All right, cool. Uh Dearly Father, Lord, I just I thank you, Lord, and I'm just humbled uh God that that we even have five viewers, ten viewers, fifty viewers, Mm. you know, that that come here, God, and, and not because we're so great, Lord, because We all know each one of these pastors sitting here with us now. um, Just know how broken we are, Lord, and and just know the journey that it's been that you've brought us to it, Lord, uh, to bring us to where we are today. God, I'm so thankful for each and every individual in this chat right now, uh, across all the platforms or that is watching this later on, Lord, even if we don't know them by name, God, that you value and love them and them even listening to this prayer right here and now is an aspect of you actively pursuing them, Lord. Your word is active and does not return void. And so, Lord, we cling to that promise. We, We do this show in the name of Jesus because of that is the hope of this world, God. So we thank you so much for an amazing season that we've been able to have. I thank you for all the hard work that has been put on in the back end, as well as what you, uh, people see up front that has gone unnoticed or that people don't see regularly. God, I thank you for Father Ironheart, even uh, as another person who <laughs> who knows the struggle, Lord, of having a lot of little juggling a million things as he's moved himself, uh, Lord, and and into a new church where he is actively working to do the same things. Uh, so, God, I thank you for him and his willingness to be a part of this initial uh, team here that we've done this, God. I thank you so much uh, for the questions and, and the braveness that you've given people, even to just submit and to put on their hearts um, what, what they wanted to hear and hear talk about, Lord. I pray for our next season and this break would be a time of restoration, a time for us just to be able to heal and spend time with our families and get things in order so that, God, we can come back to a time where we can glorify and honor you. I pray that the, the questions would continue to come in, that, that real conversations would be able to be had, and above all, that the name of Jesus would be glorified and proclaimed out to the rest of the world. So God, we thank you so much again. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.